All righty, Aftershocks, Tremors, we're back. Matt and Chris with you once again. What's going on, Chris? How you doing this uh, fabulous Thanksgiving Day week? Dude, it's it's all about it's fat guy it's fat guy Christmas. <laughs> Let's just be honest. It's it is the fat guy Christmas. It's my favorite holiday of the year for obvious reasons. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. you know it, I love it. Um, was just out this morning seeing my my friend Billy Morris and Todd Chason of Tough because they have a they have a a cooking business called Smoke and Rock and Roll where they do smoked turkeys and smoked smoked stuffing and smoked mac and cheese and I bought all of it. Ah. Nice. I bought it all. <laughs> it's a, look, I, 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 you, you know, I joke all the time about being a fat guy anyway, because I, well, am. But um, it took three guys loading my trunk today. <laughs> wow, <laughs> shit, dude! What kind of feast are you having, man? Holy well, like shit. I said, we're having a we're having a twenty some pound bird, and we're having um, a big um, big old super tub of um they make this uh smoked um what do you call it stuffing with italian sausage ground into this thing oh it's it's so goddamn good and then smoked mac and cheese i have a big old tray of that and gravy and potatoes and it's the whole thing man it's 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 expensive but it's certainly worthy of it's the the I cannot sell, and I I know this is just a shameless plug for Billy in, in, in this place, but I can't sell enough how good their food is anyway. Mm-hmm. And this is my fourth year doing the doing the Thanksgiving, and this is from a guy that that Thanksgiving has always been of the highest importance to me because, like I said, it really is my favorite holiday. Mm-hmm. It's the only holiday I actually celebrate. So oh, okay. for me to to literally go from every year cooking and do it you know it's the only day of the year i ever used to cook Mm. and i went from that to buying it from somebody else that should pretty much tell you how amazingly good the food is how good it must be yeah wow man nice nice very cool man sounds like you got your plans all set there oh which is cool it's called eating and coma tomorrow Eating football and coma. I agree. Yep. Man. Yeah, exactly. I'll probably be asleep during the football game. I ain't yeah. gonna lie, dude. Would you eat? Would you eat that meal? Oh, then you try to watch bad football too, and that—that's the other. It's thing always too. bad. True. It's bad, for, and especially this year. Jesus, the Patriots yeah. and the Lions. Oh, well, you know the Lions do do pretty decently on Thanksgiving. Tend to do at least. You know they they pull out one of their best games of the year a lot of times on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, between them and Dallas, but yeah, no, you're right. You normally though it is pretty bad football, but it's football. Yeah. You know, it's just sit there, like you said, get eat a bunch, let that tryptophan hit you hard, and yep. just knock you out for a little while. The food coma, you know, we yeah. do it, and yeah, it's uh. Yeah, Thanksgiving's a great day, man. I'm I'm looking forward to it too. Just kicking it here, not doing too much crazy, but we'll be doing the same thing you'll be doing. Just you know, same yeah. like everyone else is doing, obviously. Oh yeah, it's fun. Yeah, Love yeah, it. absolutely, absolutely, man. So yeah, so anything? How's the show's been going? How's Chris Haker presents? Two of me, all that. How's everything going so far? Everything is going really well, man. Um, you know, obviously CMS is a is a freight train. It just keeps on rolling, mm-hmm. and um, you know, uh, Toomey's been going real well, and um, the new the new new and improved Chris Aiken presents. I yeah. guess um, we did um, it's we added Eric Ferentinos from Stephen Piercy's band as my co-host awesome. on that, and um. We're doing that live every Monday now and, um, you know, on YouTube, Facebook, and I think Rumble is the third one that we're doing it on. Okay. 
and um you know it's really fun eric has a bunch of new stories that nobody's heard yet and obviously touring with steven piercy that's an adventure all by itself so oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. um you know it's just fun it, and it's it's kind of you know the weird thing is it's different it, believe mm-hmm. it or not it you know me who does 400 shows you'd think i'd be running out of shit and it would be you know it would start to stumble over it but mm-hmm. like this show is different from that show mm-hmm. and both of these both of those this show and uh chris aiken presents are different than to me and mm-hmm. all of them are different than cms you know it's it's really i just never can shut up i guess i just have so much <laughs> shit going on in my head that i need to get out so mm-hmm. it's fun though it's it's yeah. really a lot of fun i'm i'm so excited with you know just getting more and more businessy with the podcasts you know mm-hmm. i think since the last time we talked or last time we did one of these i mm-hmm. opened a podcasting studio an actual mm-hmm. physical brick and mortar studio and we have a show um the seth williams show that broadcasts out of there every week and um mm-hmm. i'm gonna be doing this is a, i haven't even said this one anywhere yet so here's the exclusive for aftershocks not that it's for the Aftershocks crowd. They'll all be like, oh, faggot. But, um, you know, <laughs> but we're on December the 10th, we're going to do our first live concert broadcast with um, with uh, Tough, the band. Uh, the oh, yeah, band Tough. Tough. Sure. Uh-huh. You know, we're going to we're going to do a, a storytellers with Tough on um, on the CMS podcast network. Very cool. So, so you know. Got a lot going on, which is great. And, you know, it's always great when I'm busy during the holidays because usually there's nothing going on, but mm-hmm. lots and lots of good shit coming up, man. So, yeah. And, and that, yeah, the dynamic between you and Eric is really cool on, uh, on Chris Haken Presents. Thanks. You guys really have a good, uh, make a good tandem there in, in, in the topics you talk about. Like you said, he could share so many great stories. Yeah. A guy being on the road with Stephen Piercy, and, and, you know, I'm sure he's got a lot. I mean, all people got to do is check out the the, the one he, that you guys uh, put out. I believe it was the other day about Tom Mariah. Check out that story. That's <laughs> that that's that's nice. right there. Yeah, that is nuts. I think it got a lot of caught a lot of people's attention. I think that one, man. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm yeah. waiting for the cease and desist on that one. I was like, <laughs> you know, right? I was like, Jesus, episode one, and we're gonna get shut down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I was, uh, you know. Uh, just last week I was in Vegas, just did a, you know, a little family thing with my wife, my daughter and a couple of, you know, my, my in-laws and so forth. And, uh, you know, I was able to check out a couple of shows though, while I was there, which was really cool. You know, actually I got to see two shows. Um, I went, you know, uh, when I first got there, I went to see this show. It was, it was a bunch of, you know, unknown band names. It was a smaller show, obviously. Uh, it was basically put on by this guy who I'm actually going to be interviewing this weekend. Uh, he's a, he's a promoter uh, out of out of Vegas. Okay, his name is John Gist. He does a his business is called Vegas Rock Revolution. Now he started this back in about 2017, I think. I remember I remember when he came out. I remember seeing it somewhere on on, on social media. There was a video or there was an article or something in one of the papers there about it. And it was just a guy like guy like us, you know. He was just a, okay. a regular guy who just loved rock, you know, hard rock and metal, and and just saw that there was a lack of, you know, a, I guess a lack of a scene or lack of a you know shows coming up with these with any new bands or up and coming bands. So just like anyone would, just like us doing a show, or whatever, he just wanted to get back That's and true. kind of you know create sort of this thing in Vegas, you know, which is just interesting about Vegas because you usually don't think of 
I, I don't usually tend to think of like music, rock, or metal when you think of mm -hmm. Vegas. Although now, sure, you know, you bands like Five Finger Death Punch and um, that 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 one with the guy who was fighting with Sebastian Bach, Fallen in Reverse. You know, those kind of bands. Right. A lot of the bands in the two thousands, I think Vegas started sure. to you know come out. But in terms of like you know classical bands, whether it's classic rock or in the nineties or something, usually Vegas. You don't think of, but Vegas is is changing. It's becoming yeah. like a Hollywood pretty well, much. Ha haven't most of the Hollywood people have moved yes, either to moved Vegas there. or to Nashville? One of the two. That's right. That's right. Yeah, your boy Eddie Trunk he moved there. Oh well, know? in that case, it's the place to be. Uh, that's it. It's got to be right. <laughs> 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 yeah, but uh, but anyway, so this guy I, I've been seeing. You know, he, he's he does this a lot of the stoner and doom stuff. That's okay. A lot of what he focuses on. He's also got a podcast called the Doomed and Stone Show, which has been around for uh, year years, probably about close to ten years, I think now. Uh, a, a good show for showcasing and putting on new bands and music that's what they focus cool. on and so I, I like it a lot so yeah he, he put on the show there's a band called spirit mother they're out of long beach california okay real real i mean to be honest with you before i went there i listened to this stuff i was like okay it's okay but when i got there and saw it live it was so much better you know it, it's just one of those things where obviously a lot of these bands when you hear especially that kind of music a lot mm -hmm. of that doom stuff it's so much better live than it is, you know, well, what they can get on record. Is know? it is it me being crazy or is the reality that I would say, I don't want to say all of it because obviously there's a lot of it that's not, but I would say a good 60 to 65% of that style of music just does not translate in a studio. You know, I, I'm with you. You know, it's, it's kind of like this band we just, uh, that I just put out last week on Aftershocks, the Odolith. Yeah, which is getting a lot of praise, but that's another band. If you watched them, I watched a live video they did at some show. Sounded, I mean, phenomenal. And not that the record doesn't sound it, but it is. It's you. It's so hard to replicate or mm -hmm. get that sound absolutely on a recording to sound remotely mm -hmm. close to what it sounds like live. They really are. You got to hear that stuff live. You really sure. ought to appreciate it. Is my opinion. Yeah, hundred percent right. Yeah, and the crazy thing is that's not new. You would have thought, you know, you would have thought that over time it would have they would have figured it out. Like they figured out how to record like thrash, uh -huh. which I think in the 80s, if you would have said, you know, I mean, we all bought like Souls of Black by Testament. We all mm -hmm. had that record. Great songs that sounded like absolute ass. It's just mm -hmm. a terrible sounding record. And, you know, but that was OK. And, you know, the early overkill records and stuff like that, early mm -hmm. anthrax records, none of them sounded great. Early Slayer. Yeah. Early all Slayer. Them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not even even Kill em All doesn't sound true. Phenomenal. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, but they figured it out to where when you listen to like a Havoc record or Warbringer or something now, it damn near sounds exactly like they do live. Yeah. You know, and for some reason, stoner metal, which. I, I'm I'm assuming it's just because of the groove and the vibe that it doesn't sound as good. But, dude, I can remember going to shows in the 90s, mm. going to see like Red Giant or Abdullah or, you know, those bands from mm. from that yeah, era right. of, yeah. you know, same style of music. And I would see them live and they would just murder. I mean, they were just unbelievably good. Mm. And they would hand me a CD at the end of the night or a tape. Back then, I think it was probably tapes. Mm. And I'd get home, and the next day, I'd put the tape in the player in the car, and I'd be like, what is this? It sounds like it was recorded in somebody's basement. Mm. Yeah. It just sounded bad. You know what it is? I think a lot of it has to do with the low end. You know, there's a lot of low end with that music with Doom and Stoner. And for some reason, it's it's like, for, for instance, this band Spirit Mother that I saw, they have – 
similar to like that band Yoda, they have um, a female who plays violin, electric violin, okay. on top of it. And so I think when you're trying to in the studio mix in all those different sounds together, and you've got a low end, and you've got a singer. The guy, the way the singer sounded, he almost sounded like George Harrison. Okay. You know, for the Beatles, he just had like that kind of or like a Bob Dylan, George Harrison type of you know voice, and um, so it's just hard. I think. Yeah, I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is, but I'm thinking it has to do a lot of with just being a low end because it's that Stoner Doom stuff, which is sure. got that heavy bottom, and when you had that, at least with like Thresh, it's it's more you know it's all guitar driven, so you just crank up the treble or whatever it is, and you, you just get it a little bit more revved up. Just put yeah. the guitars in front of everything, since. The Stoner and Doom stuff isn't really 100% guitar-driven. It's sort of a blend of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that's – you're right. I mean, I think that's why it's really difficult to get – to sort of replicate that sound yeah. on, on a recording than, and, and to try to get it as close as you can to a live set, right. which it just doesn't – it just doesn't have it. But, yeah, I mean, so the show was – I mean, it was a cool show. I, there was a, the, the, the opening band. I, I forget the name of all the bands, but Acid Sisters was one of them. There were, there were a couple of bands that were locally from Vegas – Okay. They were pretty. It were pretty good. You know, the first band was really good. They were more of like a, like an early a '90s like heavy alternative, like ACDC kind of sound. You know, in a punk kind of you know, like that almost like a old Seattle kind of sound. Which was, it was nice. It was a cool. It was a, a good show, man. The guy, uh, like I said, Johnny put it on. He just he does a great job. I mean, he's really. You know, one of the things about the show I liked, for one, it, it was in a very you know interesting place. Okay, it, it was in this a barbecue place but that had a stage it was almost probably like a stage that would probably be set up for like a bluegrass band or a, okay you know not not, <laughs> nice. not not for like i mean well just to set up you know right. so like for instance when you walk in there yeah there's tables right there in front of the stage like it was funny with the, the head band there spirit mother the guy he was sitting there saying oh sorry to bother everyone's dinner plans here you know i mean he was you know fucking around because there's like tables right there and it nice. was even moved All right. so once again this is just i mean he, i was talking to john he was telling me yeah, there was a couple of venues, obviously, over the, the pandemic that closed down in, in Vegas. So they were kind of, you know, hamstrung. I mean, there was sure. one big, there's one bigger place where he could put on some of the bigger shows. But for the smaller shows, it's a place like that that's got to happen. And like I said, it was cool. It was a good little spot. Um, but, I mean, when I was talking to him, obviously, that, now the cool thing about it was it was only $10. Okay, now that's nice. Wow, it's really nice. I mean, when I saw that, I said, "Wow, that's fantastic!" You know, like I mean, that's great. I mean, to see some unknown bands, that's what you're gonna have to do. Now, John, <laughs> now I'll tell you this about John. He's he's a guy who's very well respected in the scene. Like you, you don't see okay. you don't see promoters that get this much credit to do for doing what they do because you could tell he's not doing it for the money. Sure, I mean, this is strictly out of the passion, and so you can see like a show that 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 show. He, he obviously probably didn't make any money. In fact, he probably lost some money on that. And you can see the bands really like and respect him, which means he pays them well. He pays them. Sure. And he follows through on his promises. And so he's a well, like I said, a very well-respected guy. And see, he also does do uh, put together compilation, uh, these sort of like split records for Ripple music as well. Okay. Ripple records. So he's 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 got a hands on a lot of different things. He's, sure. he's really a, just a guy full of passion, but... You know, one of the things that I was, you know, looking at, and, and the other show I was I was seeing, I saw when I was there just before I move on, is I also saw John Fogarty. Okay. You know, obviously, the old, you know, CCR John Fogarty. You know, big, I've been a big fan of him for years as a kid. Um, and, you know, like I said, a good show, but the guy's 77 years old. 
And it was interesting because what I did was I got to see, obviously, now a Hall of Fame, you know, musician like him. And then I got to see some of these up and coming bands, you know, smaller bands. Sure. And just, you know, you look at just the difference between the two, not so much musically, but, you know, here it is, John Fogey. I mean, I don't want to get too much in this, but, you know, the, the price to go to these shows, man, it just it's absolutely insane. You know, um, not so sure. much even for the ticket, but I even bought a John Fogarty T-shirt without realizing how much it was, and I got up there. It was fifty-four dollars, oh. fifty-four dollars for a T-shirt for man. John Fogarty. For John Fogarty too. I wouldn't. I mean, <laughs> I should have just said no, but I was like, all right, well, I was in the spirit. You know, let's just do yeah. it. You know, same thing. Buying a drink at the venue, twenty-nine dollars, dude. I mean, for a drink, for a drink, one like, for for one alcoholic beverage. It was like a um, like a mango vodka type of thing. You know, it's uh, yeah, okay. it was it was insane, dude. It better um, have come in a handle. Well, it was big, it was a big drink. So, fuck that. Well, you know, you're in Vegas, see the thing. I don't want to get to too much about Vegas, but Vegas used to be cheap for stuff like that. Now it's like going to Beverly Hills or something, man. There is nothing cheap about Vegas at all, which is why just going back to John's show, okay, 10 bucks, you know, for Vegas. I mean, that, that's that's a hell of a deal, yeah. You know, hell of a deal. Now, there's a couple of things about it. Like I said, the one thing I was noticing was just once again, I'm noticing the people in there. You know, mm -hmm. I'm obviously just observing because you know, obviously I see shows around here. I've seen mm -hmm. them out in California now for a long time. And I always tend to think, you know, I've had discussions with this with some bands too and, and so forth. Like I remember the guys from Orange Goblin. I talked to them a few years ago when I went to see them. And, you know, my wife was asking them, oh, what crowds do you see are better? And then I saw them in Vegas too. And I and I was saying, oh, it's 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 the European crowds for sure. And he was saying, well, no, not necessarily. He okay. said, you know, not really. Everyone thinks that, but it's not really. That's not necessarily the truth. So what it got me thinking was really, and, and then and I got a buddy who who he was from England, from Birmingham, and he's told me the same thing. Sure, you know, of course, the bigger bands they'll do okay, but if you bring a, you know, just a decent sized band there on a Sunday night or a Tuesday or one of those just days with the sun on Friday or Saturday, they don't do that well either in places sure. like that. So. I think this is what I'm seeing. It was like it got to, it just gave me a good idea of what goes on outside of just my area, and sure. it's the, and it's the same exact thing though. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I felt like I was the same thing. I was back here, you know. It was it was a lot of people our age, or you know, maybe maybe a little younger. Uh, you had this other crowd that came for one of the bands that was really a little bit younger. They came and looking all gothed out, or you know, it looks like there's a return to sort of that Christian death rock stuff. Okay. You know, Christian death, that band Christian death, like that yeah, death yeah. rock. You know, from back in the day. I, I've noticed in like a dark wave that there is like, I think a resurgence and that happening too right now, but it was an interesting crowd. But once again, it just, it's the same everywhere. You know, I saw, I think it was Mike Varney, you know, Mike Varney, the guy who's yeah, yeah. Uh, Shrapnel, Shrapnel records. records. Yeah. He was there. So it, it's, it's once again, just the guys like us who just, just can't get enough of this stuff and they have the bug and always are going out to, to mm -hmm. watch shows. And then there's some of the band's friends and you know, and that's really it, man. And, and so it just got me to start thinking, too, in terms of just, you know, with rock and metal, I mean, it's almost like I really think it's becoming sort of like it's really becoming like in a way like an outdated thing, you know, where like with classical music became back in the day, you know, where it's like you don't see anyone picking up the trombone and the clarinet and all this stuff anymore, except for your school, if mm -hmm. they have like a music appreciation thing. And even these days with young kids, you're not seeing anyone. Nothing is bass drums and guitar centric anymore yeah. it's like it sounds like to me like the, the, it just seems to me no matter how hard you try to to promote things like this guy john's doing and 
and just and then you get enough people to maybe fill up, a, you know, 30 to people on a show. This isn't changing. I don't see it changing anytime soon. I really think we, we you know, the other thing, too, when I was I was staying in the Paris Hotel and when I got home from the show, I was all drunk and I just said, let me just fuck around the casino for a while. Let me walk around and get a beer and just. Right. And, and, and what do they got there? Now, there's no more live bands playing at these places anymore. There's no more of these cover bands playing songs that people know. No, they've got DJs up in front of the Baccarat area set up playing, just, just playing songs. I mean, it's like, okay. it's such a different world musically. It's 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 now, I think a lot of us just were hoping that it wouldn't go this way and that eventually things are going to come around. I, mean, I, I don't see it. This is just to me, just between the show, between what I saw just in Vegas in general, I've seen it in L.A. I've seen it up here. Now, we're talking a lot of major cities that have a lot of entertainment in them now, and I'm seeing the same thing everywhere. And, uh, you know, I'm, once again, I don't, I don't mean to be pumping some more doom and gloom for metal and rock, no. but it's in trouble, man. It's really in trouble. Dude, it's in trouble, and it's in trouble for a lot of reasons, some of what you're hammering on, some that you're not. The unfortunate truth is as attention spans are getting shorter and we're being led to that with TikTok and whatever, yeah. you know, especially mm -hmm. like TikTok, yeah. I'll point to two things that are, that are probably inherently bad for, for music and for rock and for metal. One of them is TikTok. Now people are not, yeah. people are to make a three, four, five, six hour commitment is absolutely unheard of now. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, you can't get yeah. people to make a three minute commitment to mm -hmm. paying attention to a band. So bands are now putting out a riff. You know, mm -hmm. they put out a riff on TikTok for 30 seconds and then they're off. I know. And they're and they're getting millions of hits. So to them, they think that they're succeeding. That's a problem. That's a that is, you know, one of the biggest problems. The other one that I'll point to is and, and I like this guy. I'm not hammering on him. I obviously interviewed him. Guys like Nick Nocturnal mm -hmm. that will focus on and he's a metal fan so i'm again sure. i'm not hammering him per se but i'm hammering a show like his which will show you well here's a here's a cool riff from a song or here's me playing a riff from a song mm -hmm. he makes music but doesn't tour mm -hmm. you know so he's almost as a guy with you know a million followers or whatever it is he's showing other bands that you can do this without been the hard work yeah yeah without slugging well, well you don't even need a band like you said it's just putting up a oh i got a cool riff i could put again together a goofy little ditty yeah. here put on tiktok yeah. and make money you or, know uh, or you can do you know i mean what does nocturnal do he puts out a riff that he does but then he'll play he'll be like hey i'm gonna play the new the new lead from um falling in reverse mm. you know and he'll play it and he'll get you know 150,000 people watch it playthroughs and stuff yeah yeah I know. what the fuck does he need to go out and tour for why does he I need know. to go and play in front of in front of 35 people that's true it doesn't make sense it, it doesn't, doesn't make sense. sense it doesn't make yeah. sense unless you're doing it just because you love the art of, of playing music and, and you're you're, yeah. you're just an old school music fan like that where you just you're all about the songs and the sure, album but you yeah. know when when you look at the age of these people the the people in yeah, these right. bands they're younger mm -hmm. 20 20 year old people yeah they never they they weren't raised to appreciate the art. Yeah, it's true. You know, we always go back to well, appreciate it for an art, and it's an art form, and support yeah. the artist and everything. Mm. Why do we do that? Because that's what we were taught. Exactly. Yeah, it's true. What we grew and, up on, and we were yeah. taught exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we never yeah. we even now. I'm 54. 
you're what are you 45 it'll be 47 next 47 so what did we always think when we heard a song by any band that we used to like from the time we were 13 to the time we are today you heard a song you're like let's find out when they're gonna tour exactly yep it, mm -hmm. it translated one translated or go buy the, the record go find the record yeah. and then when they come into town and play exactly yeah. that's how that's but how it went exactly the thought was always to see them you're right yes you know? mm -hmm. and yeah. and when we all get together in bars and we get you know get to talk and what do we talk about our great memories of man Seeing. do you remember that iron maiden show back in 88 mm -hmm. when eddie fell off the stage or what you know whatever the fuck we're talking about mm. but our whole musical existence was around the live portion of the art form. Mm. These kids now, when you look at how music is distributed today, it's distributed on these fucking phones. There's no physical product. There's yep. no, you know, you've got people wearing alligator masks, singing songs like the masked singer. Yeah. And that, yeah. And that's what mm -hmm. is. You music. know, and then they take their hood, their the mask off, and oh look, it's Brett Michaels, or oh look, it's Chris Jericho, or you know, Nicki Minaj, or whoever it is. You know, it's it's all geared not to seeing it live. It's geared mm -hmm. to seeing it in a YouTube clip. It's geared to seeing it in yeah. a TikTok clip. It's just not geared to. You know what? I watched the Mask Singer, and now I'm going to go catch a Fozzie show because I yeah. saw Chris Jericho. It's no, not it, way no more. It's not. Well, and also the, the live experience, like you said, it, it people aren't getting excited to go, like you said, to see them live. It's like, why would I mm -hmm. even see them live? I get to see them on YouTube, and it's only one person, right? They're not. You don't have bands, like you said. We yeah. talked about this a lot about how you know these great music. Yeah, these kids can go on YouTube, and they can be these virtuosos. Mm -hmm. Put them in a room with two other musicians, put together a song. They want to. I have no idea what the hell to do. Yeah, you know they have no idea how to work with each other, and they're not looking like one of the things we used to like going out to shows for too was obviously to see the band, but it was also a social setting. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, let's be honest, you were around people who like the same thing as you. It's like, wow, okay, yeah. these people like metal and, and all these different, you know, genres of music and bands that I can get like none of my other friends I grew up with like or anyone on my block or whatever it is. Yeah. And so it was like a, it was a, a meeting place where you could meet like minded other you know people. Yeah. Now, I mean, that's not what it's about at all. They don't want to go out and meet anyone. They want to text and meet each other online. Yeah, or so, play Call of Duty in a in a exactly, group, in a group, group chat or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, they, exactly. Yeah, they don't want to. They don't want to actually go somewhere. You know, that's inconvenient. Yeah. That'll cost me thirty dollars in an Uber. You know? Exactly. No, you're right. It's it's well. <laughs> well that is a thing too. Is this expensive? Like, like I said, now this guy ten ten bucks. I mean, like I said, phenomenal mm -hmm. price for a show of three. You know, lesser bands. Um, but of course, you know, I had a bunch of drinks. That's where they yeah. get you. So of course I wound up still spending a decent amount of money just from drinking. Yeah. But I mean, but but that's you're right though. But that's the thing. It's not like just okay. I pay my ten my ten bucks, and I got my you know twenty dollars for drinks, and then I'm good. You know, I was able to get to the show easily. Like you said, they Uber it back and forth. Drinks are expensive. If yeah. I want to buy a shirt or or a CD, mm -hmm. it's easily way over a hundred bucks once again. Yeah, and and younger kids, you know, from I mean, yeah, I can afford that. But even if I did that a few times, it's like, all right, you know, I don't want to keep dropping a hundred every time I go see a band or sure. go more. But for these younger kids that don't have that kind of money, mm -hmm. yeah, it makes no sense for them to go to the shows. So it's like, yeah. it's Dude, just, it's yeah. We, we went to a lot of shows because they were ten bucks. That's why exactly. we went. We went exactly. to we went to a million shows because you know, and I mean, Street. big bands, big. I, I saw Kiss for ten bucks. Yeah. You know, I mean, you went to these big, you went to big shows because it was $10, $15. It was, even if you were 
you know, me as a kid, I was cutting grass at the church for $3.25, you know, an hour or whatever it was. I could still afford a $15 kiss concert concert mm. ticket and a ten dollar shirt from the from the scalper outside mm. you know i i could afford that i couldn't afford today's prices you know with all this you know shifting schedule on the price and you know tickets getting into the thousands of dollars oh i would have never seen any of my musical heroes then mm. you know and then the other and we didn't talk about this but if you really want to dig into another reason that the, it's so hard to get people out I'm going to build off of what you were just talking about, about the younger kids. If you look at the dynamics of people that go out to shows, it's not younger kids, it's older people. So yes, exactly. So mm -hmm. These younger kids, like, like you saw this, these, these new bands, they're not going to draw people their age. They're no. not going to draw people in their twenties. They're, they have to draw really into a very finite. They're not going to draw 20. If they're 25 years old, they're not going to draw 25 years old and back. You're they're right. just not going to draw that. They're not. And absolutely. unfortunately, they're not going to draw 40 and up either because, and you have, I'm sure you have a hundred friends like this and you're the oddball. Most all of our friends have quit with whatever was their era. Oh yeah. Absolutely. They're all listening, still listening to their fucking deep Same purple shit. records or exactly. still listening to their corn records or what, whatever or just Metallica, or just, just whatever it was. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not trying to find anything new. No. So you really limit the audience to maybe a 10 year age group. It's a niche audience. Yeah. I mean, it's niche. It's very niche. And you it's the I mean? hardest niche to get because that, I mean, think about, think about 30 year old people. Mm. They may have a little bit more money, but they also have all the responsibility. That's when they have kids. Exactly. That's when they're in between making, you know, making it from middle management to advanced management, you know, in their lives, their lives are so full. The last thing in the world they can do mm. is waste time or, you know, family time or, all, you know, whatever it would be going to a show. It, show. It's very, very the odds are very stacked against these bands these days. No, it is. And, and you know, that's a great point because, and I was going to get to that certain, you know, into that exactly because a great example was the, the band I saw, the headband called Spirit Mother. Yeah, they're, they're, they're guys in their 20s. Mm -hmm. um, from what I'm looking at and meeting one, you know, the singer and stuff, sure. he, he's definitely a, a young kid. Um, and I remember he was, he, he, when they got on, like I was, I was telling you, he was joking about, like, oh, sorry to disrupt everybody's dinner sure. party. Well, what it was was it, yeah, you know, it wasn't like everybody was sitting down. There was some people, but obviously, you know, you're the headliner. Your your job, right, is to come on. Let's let's go, people. Let's get moving. Yeah. Let's get up. Let's rock and roll here. Now the thing was is, and you just hit it right on the right on the nose. So he was kind of get. I wouldn't say he was being like a snot nose kind of kid. No, he was just doing what you're supposed to do, mm -hmm. and kind of like get people. Come on, come to the front. Let's go. Let's do this. But like you said, most of these people that are there, yes, they were older guys. Mm -hmm. Like myself, like you said, a Mike Varney, he's a guy in his fifties. Um, and listen, I'm not coming up front and getting going. You know what I mean? Yeah. I came to see you, and, and just mm -hmm. to chill. And I'm not getting in the front. I'm going to, you know, get close, but I'm not going to get right in the thick of things anymore. I'm sitting there on the on the side, yeah. I'm drinking my drink. I don't want to get knocked over. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting from the back now. I'm not moshing. I'm not getting a pit anymore. Or nothing yeah. like that. So it's like you're right. It's hard to really get generate sort of this, you know, that kind of a energetic feeling to a show too because guys like me and older aren't gonna get up there no and absolutely do not. that 
You know, we're going to sit at the table mm-hmm. and or whatever it is. We're there just to see a new band and have fun. But but I, I, like I said, at first, the way a guy was talking, I was kind of like, this guy's kind of a little bit of whatever. But I was thinking to myself, wait a second, hold on. He's a kid in his 20s, for God's sakes. He should be doing this, for one. And it's also one of those things, too, when you think about it, you know, he was just trying to inject into, you know, inject some fun into the show. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, as much as they played a great show and the crowd got going definitely a little bit more as they got going, you know, um, it wasn't this really energetic kind of show. I mean, it was a Thursday mm-hmm. night. You know, so anytime during the week, too, if you get anybody who, like you said, they, they if they're coming, they probably got work the next day. Yeah. So, I mean, they're not looking to get all fucked up and to go nuts. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, there's there's also an energy that's missing. Like I said, I've seen that a lot here. Yeah. And this in this, you know, in this city, too. Um, and that's just the fun. The only thing about rock is just there's a lot of things, right? You've got the cancel culture, which is mm-hmm. it's like you can't get up there and say certain things. Everybody's so looking to just wait and pounce on you if you say the wrong thing. Yeah. And it's just and it's all it's become pretentiousness. You know, I mean, think about it. If a song doesn't have a serious meaning sort of to it. it. It's almost like, especially with the, with the way the press is, it's like, it's got no right to exist. I mean, we've sure. seen, we, we saw that obviously with, you know, when people talk about hair metal, well, hair metal was just supposed to be goofy, silly and fun. And, and yeah. the way it was, it wasn't supposed to be serious, but we don't even have that anymore. Like I, that won't even, even if you tried to put something like that out, I don't, I mean, the, the, the best thing I can think of that maybe still has fun with, with metal is probably like power metal. You yeah, know what I mean, it might be the only genre still where you're allowed to sit there and be goofy. Yeah, because it's all make, because it's all make believe anyway. It's all exactly. dragons and swords, and you know, it's it's not real. Exactly. You yeah. Know? No, you're yeah. you're right, dude. I mean, it's so it's so divided. And and the other thing that you know, and this is partly because of cancel culture, but it's also just partly because people are stuffy pussies these days. Oh, is a- the people today? the youth today and by youth i mean under 40 not just not just 20 year olds i don't want to just bang on the 20 year olds yeah of course i'll say people under 40 they're wired to fucking look for the problem when we went you know when i went to shows you know i I worked corporate jobs when you know in my 20s and 30s and i would go to shows and it was not uncommon for me to hear something like dude you look like shit you know, the next morning and I'd be like, yeah, man, you know, I, I, you know, was out at the Skid Row show or whatever I was at. I was out at Metallica till four in the morning and, and people would just kind of laugh it off. Okay, man, let's just keep, you know, and move on people. It, it was an accepted, okay, we're having fun. We're enjoying our life. Mm-hmm. Enjoying your life now is not accepted. No. That's a good point. I know it's not. It's true. And and that makes it even more hard. Yeah. So, so mm. now you got to make decisions on on the stupid. Can you imagine, dude, in our think think back into your 20s or 30s? Can you imagine if going out to a show like a Sepultura show or something, something heavy, Death Angel, whatever it would be, and making a decision of, well, I, I think I better not drink tonight because I got to, you know, I got to be at work tomorrow. Never. <laughs> Never made that. Never. Choice, but you have to do that now. Yeah. Because no, if you come yeah. to work smelling like booze, you're going to have somebody going to HR fucking complaining that you came in drunk and that you're mm-hmm. not prepared for work. And No, you're right, man. I, I used to always tell people, like, I remember when I was living in San Diego working my office job, I, I was, like, known because I was such a, I was an idiot. 
letting people know if I took off. Say, oh, yeah, I was out hungover. I would just tell people. Yeah. They, knew I, they knew every time I called out sick, it was because I went out the, the, the night before and I partied. Mm-hmm. I, I was open about it. It was an open book. But yeah. then you're right. But then it would it would eventually. But but nothing really. I mean, it got back to people, but it wasn't like a big deal. It was like, well, everyone else was doing that too. It wasn't like yeah. I was just being more vocal about it. But you're right. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh, so and so did this. I mean, it's like the, like it's like you get points, social, yeah, points cloud. for be for being yeah. cloud for being a fucking little tattletale bitch. bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, yeah. and that's not even limited to rock either, dude. I mean, no, it's everything. I know. You know, yeah, yeah. I I mean. I, a lot of a lot of friends that I have, they go to, um, you know, like plays and stuff like that. You know, here in Cleveland, we have a we have a pretty good play district. You know, mm-hmm. we have a it's called Playhouse Square, and and there's you know there's it's it's certainly not New York. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's certainly not Broadway, but it's kind of a lot of the stuff that goes on Broadway when they take their break from Broadway and travel around a little bit. It's where it lands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's 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 bigger stuff. It's definitely mm-hmm. Phantom of the Opera and you know, Ain't Misbehaving and you know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's the same concept. The people that go to that stuff, what do you do? You pay a shitload of money. You dress up. You drink a little bit. You go out. You have a dinner. The next day, yeah, maybe it's not a fucking Metallica show, but the next day you still feel absolutely shitty because you had a few too many drinks. You're out till mm-hmm. midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to turn around and be at work at seven. You know, you feel a little bit shitty, and it's the same thing. Those narcs in the office will absolutely fucking fry those people yep. the same as they would us metalheads. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it's today's world doesn't want to be entertained. They don't want to mm-hmm. be happy. They want you to be happy, having fun. Yeah. You know, and like I said, not, to me, a lot of that comes from it comes from Hollywood, mm-hmm. obviously, because we're still you know it, it's still driven by the media in Hollywood. True. You know, and, and if we look at historically Hollywood and metal and rock, let, let's be honest. I mean, Hollywood has always seen, and, and you know, this is something I, I, I read this, you know, uh, some, 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 some put an article, out. I think it's We Are the Media, or some, some, I forget the name of the, the, the site, but it was a great article about how Hollywood really sees metal as something to be outgrown. It's not something you're supposed mm-hmm. to, listen to and be engaged with it past a certain point of your right. life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's sort of like it's supposed to be a thing when you're young and you're angry and you're kind of going through, you know, whatever it is. You know, it's kind of like when you see people dressed up all gothic, right? You mm-hmm. see any 50, 60-year-old people goth out? Not really. No. You know what I mean? But once again, the goth is different. That is all mostly fashion. That's more of a yeah. fashion you mm-hmm. scene. You know, but we're just regular metal with T-shirts and jeans. Metal, that's strictly about the music. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, metal's reputation. I mean, we can even think about it when we were kids. Yeah, that wasn't – I mean, not just even kids. Look at – like we said, look at some of the people we – I don't know about you, but some of the people we've known and grown up with. Like I said, mm-hmm. I've got friends like this. Um, I've got a, a, a buddy where I, I don't get it. I mean, I, I met this guy probably about five, six years ago. And, you know, became, he's become a really good friend. But he used to be into all the same shit I listened to. He's from New York, a lot of hardcore – you know, all this stuff. He grew up in a scene just like I did, biohazard, typo, all that shit. And this guy now, he listens to rap. I mean, there's no, there's yeah. no, there's nothing. He has not listened to rock or metal at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'll, he'll put it on once in a while just for nostalgic reasons. Yeah. But I, and I know so many people like this. They just stopped. Yeah. I, I got a, a good I, a old buddy of mine down in San Diego. This guy had, he had a, a Cowboys from Hell tattoo on him. He was a shredding guitarist. I used to play mm-hmm. with him. 
And this guy, one day, I mean, this was a while ago, but it was one day I was living in LA. He came and visited me, and the guy's listening to like gorillas and shit. And I'm just like, dude, what? <laughs> what the fuck? Do you not even now? Island reggae, he don't even listen to fucking metal or rock. Yeah. And so people do outgrow it. I would say they outgrow it, but some people I think do get into it as uh, when they're in their youth as an outlet, sure, to release some frustrations, mm-hmm. anger, whatever you want to call it. And then when they get a little older, they're like, ah, I don't want to be around that because it reminds them of, of their angry self. They never really got into it that yeah. much for the music to begin with. Well, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm, I see, I'll, I'll disagree slightly. I think they were very into it. And I think mm-hmm. it became, I think it's mostly people that are weak that, that do that. And I'll tell you exactly why, because people that are weak, people that are, you know, driven by their reputation more than just being themselves. Mm. They're the ones that switch because it's not as cool now to say, Hey man, uh, you know, I like, um, I don't know what's a good metal band right now. Uh, I like cataclysm, mm. you know, it's not, it's not as cool to say that you say that and, and you're 45 years old. People are like, you know, yeah. what's wrong with you? Exactly, you know, yeah. And and it, it comes the pressure, a lot of the pressure comes from marriage. Let's just be real. True. Kids you and know, marriage, yep. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys that were diehard metalheads now fucking lining up with their cowboy hats on for the Jason Aldean show. You know, I know. Oh, why, yeah. why is that? It's because that's what their wife likes. Yeah, it's it's like you said, it's accepted, right? As, yeah. as a dad in your circle with your kids' friends and your and, and the soccer your parents and you know baseball parents whatever it is mm-hmm. yeah you can't be walking around right with it with a metallica shirt on or a yeah. shirt anymore yeah. you know it's got to be a little more pc you can't you know or, or you've got to hide it you know it's like there's certain mm-hmm. people that i mean they'll hide it you know they'll like it sure but, but you'll never see them wear a t-shirt or the you know they'll do it in their car and that's it they're afraid to like you know in front of other people be like hey let's put on some metallica or let's put on i mean whatever it is yeah but you're right. No, it is. There's the social, obviously, pressures that go with that. I think you said. I think that's where you, where you're getting at with the weak part, which I, I would yeah. agree with you with that too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely. And the, the weirdest part, the weirdest part about this whole conversation to me, is that for some reason it oversteps rap completely. Because... Well, I was just gonna say that, dude. Yeah, that's my <laughs> yeah. thing. So it's okay to listen to rap and hip hop. Yeah. When you're in your fifties and sixties to all that, so this it's okay. Listen, to old Snoop Dogg, yeah. and you know, and all that stuff when, when that shit's talking about drugs, dude. Right? You know, about just uh, modern day stuff. It's okay well, to know, listen yeah. to wet ass pussy by Nicki yeah, Minaj. There you go. There you go. But, exactly. But yeah. God forbid, I say mm-hmm. I like a Cannibal Corpse song, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm somehow a serial killer in hiding. Exactly. Stop it. Or you got freaking Lizzo up there, this overweight lady with dressing like nothing on. Yeah. And that's supposed to be, once again, like I said, it, it's just, yeah, okay, metal's supposed to be outgrown, but not hip-hop, not rap. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? Give me a fucking break. You know, that's so right. that's that's just one of the things that, that, that definitely gets to me. And once again, it's because of Hollywood driving it. Now, before mm-hmm. I, we, I even get into the Hollywood, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to keep going at this, but sure. um, I got to show you this thing, speaking of Hollywood, it, okay. it's happened in L.A., okay? So there was this thing called the L.A. Burning Fest. Now, it's one of those power metal festivals. Okay. okay. Now, I'm just going to bring up this picture. All right. So here's this picture. All right. You see this? Yeah. What do you, who, who and what do you see there? <laughs> that, what is that? It, that looks like it's a rehearsal in a house. Okay. Well, you know who that is, right? Is that you Owens? See that, is? that is Owens. That's Ripper. 
You got Who's Sean there? Peck, Sean Peck on the right. Are you shitting me? This it's is the three, three tremors. Okay. So th- this <laughs> this is the LA Burning Fest. So I guess this show that the headliners were were the three tremors with Ross the Boss and uh Riot, Riot Five or whatever the, the band is now, right? Okay. Yeah. Um they're the headliners. It was a power metal festival that was supposed to happen at this venue. It was supposed to be an outdoor stage and everything. Okay. So supposedly, and this, like I said, this comes courtesy of uh, Danny Shipman, who was, you know, he was obviously worked on the Barry Godfathers movie with Bob sure. Mulvandian. Just he's been a guy here in the Bay Area for a long time uh, in, in the sea and threshing. He went to this festival. Yeah, this was supposed to be a big power metal festival. I guess by the time the show was supposed to start around three or so, nothing was set up, nothing was going on. They had oh, to put, I guess they didn't get the permits or something. They had to put a makeshift like in, into this room next door, I guess, of the venue. It looks like it's in someone's living room or kitchen or whatever yeah. it is there. And this is your show that they had. This is what they these guys played. <laughs> I mean, can you fucking <laughs> believe that? I guess they I guess they were committed to it or they had a contract, so they did it. Oh. Well, supposedly too. Now, now from what like I guess <laughs> the, the the stuff that was going on, Roster Boys. Refused to play until he got paid. I guess these guys, I give them credit. They played, I think, even before they got paid ahead of time All right. uh, for the fans. You know, obviously, there was there was only about one, maybe about, maybe about 100 people there, so it, it didn't draw well at all. Um, basically, a total shit show. An absolute <laughs> shit show, literally. <laughs> that I literally, mean, That literally looks like they're playing into someone's living room. It That's is fucking I mean, terrible. It looks like me and my brother, you know, any, any of you and your friends just put a you know a drum set together and bring out a couple yeah. of amps and set up. I mean, it's <laughs> fucking terrible, man. Well, bravo to these guys if they got paid. You know, I mean, I'm I'm friendly with both Sean and with with Ripper, but wow, look I at th- that. I, I have to admit, if look, if I came to do a book signing for one of my books, and that's the room they gave me, I'm walking. Yeah, for a book signing, you'd be pissed. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. Let alone to to play a festival. For yeah, I would. Know, if I was expecting, if I was expecting to do a eye <laughs> level, I mean, you know, to do a festival gig, and I ended up okay. Here you go. Don't trip over the sink on your way to the stage. <laughs> exactly. You know, no, I, I'd be like, I'm not doing that. Absolutely uh, not. I mean, this promote these promoters. Uh, I think it was they're called Mentalize Productions. Yeah, probably the worst. I mean, in the world. I mean, obviously they were, you know, getting hammered by these by these guys and by the oh, other bands imagine. too. Of course, but I just had to bring that up because I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Dude, I mean, if funny but said, you know, we have to keep it in mind for next time we talk to either Sean or Ripper or Harry Conklin. There isn't it? Harry. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely, dude. Because <laughs> I mean. That's just straight up Spinal Tap looking. You know, that's what I mean, fucking you, bullshit. It's bullshit. And it, but once again, it's it's like that. Is that really what this shit's come to, Ben? I that's I mean, someone fucked up that bad. You know, promoting yeah. a, a, a show like that in L.A. Now it's in L.A. You know, it's not like this was in freaking New Mexico or you know, middle of nowhere, man. In L.A. in in Hollywood, right? You know, and, and they weren't able to to pull that off. I mean, that's just you know, I uh, yeah. Just you know, but but once I just you know when I thought of Hollywood in L.A., obviously sure. I just had to bring that up. But and thinking yeah. about it though, I I understand why they would have to play it. Mm. They probably even if they didn't get paid their whole freight, mm. Ripper's got to pay for his plane tickets. 
Well, yeah. And and exactly. I don't know where Conklin is from, but I don't think he's an LA guy, right? He's like a Nashville guy or something, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm South not Carolina sure. or something. I he's, know he's not from LA. Pe- Peck is San Diego, I know. So yeah, so for Peck, far. it's a it's a drive. For Peck, yeah. it's all right. I lost forty dollars in gas or whatever. Well, well yeah. Well, Ross to Boston Riot, they're New York. Yeah, that's right. So I mean. they're from across the country, yeah. So yeah, which man. is why he wouldn't play unless he got paid. I get that. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. So, wow, you know, I, I, I mean, it just, <laughs> just the more we see and, you know, it, it makes you realize sometimes too, like, you know, sometimes I, when I look at something like that, you know, we're talking about, you know, obviously very seasoned and professional musicians mm-hmm. that were now succumbed to play in a, in a spot. That's yeah. just got to feel like such shit. You know, listen, oh, even yeah. if anything goes bad, you know, and like I said, yeah, I, I give them absolutely credit, all of them for still playing for the fans, sure. you know what I mean? But it makes yeah. you see the direction. I mean, do you think a hip hop, you know, group would have had to go through that? Hell no. No, Hell no. You know, the, the lack of respect is astounding. It is. It is. It, it really. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for God's sakes, Ripper was in Judas fucking priest. For God's sakes, you know, exactly. It, 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 he was <laughs> a Judas fucking priest, man. Come on, <laughs> he was a Judas priest that left uh, two weeks ago was on the stage getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Exactly. And he's playing in somebody's living room. Get the fuck out of here with yeah, it's this shit. Same, like you said, the level of disrespect, you know, or just a level of incompetence with people that are now in the business working with these, you know, these artists. Dude, it, it's. Let me just tell you, this is a story from literally two hours ago. <laughs> this is how, how, how crazy this world is. So I got forwarded a, um, a four song sampler from a band. Mm-hmm. I won't say the name of the band. I'll tell you off the air who it is. But um, the band sent me their sampler, and I was listening to it. I was doing some other work, but I was listening to it in the background. And it, it's kind of like AOR or, you know, that kind of music. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to it, and I heard, listened to one song, and it just felt short to me. And it, you, you know how those songs like the Eddie Moneys and Loverboys of the world, mm-hmm. they would do the, the second chorus, and then they would repeat the chorus again, like with yeah, full yeah, yeah, vocal yeah. to go to to play it itself out mm-hmm. well it didn't do that and i felt like it should do that so i threw mm-hmm. it back to him and i said hey can you do this with this song I, I like this tune but i think if you're shopping this it would do better with this right mm-hmm. and immediately i get an email back from um from this band and, and somebody that knows me and he said he says dude you should start a record label and i'm not kidding and I was mm-hmm. like, and I know why, because, you know, I, I, I hear things and I have ideas and I have mm-hmm. legitimate ideas, but my, my immediate reaction was hell no. And when I was asked why hell no, mm-hmm. what you just showed me is why I said hell no, because I don't want to be lumped in with that. Mm-hmm. And there's so many of those guys yeah. that if you're in that business, you're considered a piece of shit. You are automatically. Automatically, and, yep. and I mean that's. I know you ran a label. At yeah, one tr- point. I, yeah, and, and I was it, considered that too, man. Trust me, I, I you yeah. know, absolutely. I think I've told you. Um, that was that's why I stopped. <clears throat> I realized I don't want to do anything with music in a business that involves the exchange of, of of money. Yeah, you know, because like you said, it's it's you either got people in the business that don't get that I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not coming in from your uh, angle where it's like, well, I laid the money yeah. out here, I need to get my fucking. Return on you know my, my return first before anyone mm-hmm. can get paid, 
So, you know, a lot of these people don't know how business works. They don't know how the music business works. A lot sure. of the artists. Mm -hmm. and, and, and yeah, like you said, you're, you're looked at as the money guy. That's it. Right. You know, well, if, if you if you pay them well and everything works out well for them, they're going to like you. Yeah, but if course. things don't work out well, they don't sell as much. Well, you didn't market us well enough. You didn't promote us well enough. It's always going to be your fault why mm -hmm. that record did not succeed. Yeah, and and the, the sad truth of it is nine of every ten people in the industry are pieces of shit. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And they and, are. That is what it's, it is. And, it's and, true. And, and so if you get lumped into that, people are always looking for you to fuck them over. Well, that's what it is. Automatically, you said you're automatically yeah. labeling a promoter, whatever it may be. Yeah. You a manager, you're automatically a piece of shit unless right. until until proven proven otherwise. Well, even you know what I mean? see, I think it's the other way. I think you're automatically. I mean, look, Ripper Owens does gigs all over the world. Yeah, I'm sure they go well all over the world. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they. I mean, some are better than others, but I'm sure that I'm sure they're not what you just showed me. Mm -hmm. But that one, that one that you just showed me in his 35 years of doing it is going to be the reminder to him that promoters are always shitheads. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. You know, and that just sucks. It just sucks because the whole industry suffers because there's just such a lack of trust and it's and a deserved lack of trust. Well, there's lack of trust and there's also a lack of money. There's no money mm -hmm. in it. Yeah. There's you know, no I, money. In it. I think at least at one point back, you know, in the eighties, nineties, whatever, there was at least money in it. So even if there mm -hmm. was pieces of shit, everyone was getting some piece of the pie and we get something. Yeah. Now nobody's getting anything. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what it comes down to. No one's making anything. So yeah. promoters obviously like, well, I don't want to just do this for fucking free. I at least want to get my money back. So yeah. the label owners, because it's a lot of fucking work. I mean, sure, it it's is. a lot. It's a lot of work, obviously, for for the for the bands and the artists to make their music. But that's coming from a play, you know, a different place. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think when you're a business person in music business, when you, like you said, you're label owner, promoter, whatever, whatever it is mm -hmm. you're doing. I mean, for you to get paid. Uh, like I said, and, and even if you even if you make deals with people up front, they know what it is going into it. They're still not happy, right? You know, th there's always a, a way they're going to be pissed off at you, like, "Oh, you took mm -hmm. too much." You know, sure. you should have took it that much. It was only this year. I should have got more. It, and that's and that's the shitty part about it because right. you, you've got people who are, listen. Let's be honest, people who are getting it. It's like this guy John Gist. I mean, he's not into it, obviously, for the money. He's charging sure. ten dollars to get in the door. That guy right there is not in it for the money. You know, I'm, and like I said, I am glad that a lot of bands do recognize that. He's one of the rare guys. Yeah. But there's still going to be people that probably tour, go to Vegas, you know, not a great turnout, and they're going to leave unhappy and thinking they got stiffed, mm -hmm. where, where this is a guy who lost money. So in the end, yeah, they, they're losing money because they're coming to play. They're not making much back. They get their guarantee mm -hmm. or whatever, whatever is the you know, deals they make. Yeah. Um, but, but they're not going to be happy. And then, of course, the promoters are happy because he lost money. Right. So no one is happy. And then that's why everyone does the whole, well, what am I even doing this for then? Yeah. Why am I wasting my time if this is going to and, and the thing is, like with me, when I did my label, the only thing I wanted, I guess I knew I wasn't going to make money. Mm -hmm. In fact, I knew I was going to lose a shitload of money, which I did. Sure. And I was okay with that. All I wanted, though, to do was at least build relationships with the bands I worked with, with people in the industry. That mm -hmm. to me was worth more than anything to me, and, and even though I did, you know, for, for a, a, a while there. Now, of course, years later, I think some of the bands and artists they're more like a little bit like, okay, you know, I think they they understand what what went on, and it wasn't me or nothing. It's sure. just the nature of the of the business, and so mm -hmm. they've they haven't made a big deal about it. But a lot of them, yeah, I got looked at as like I think I told you a story one time. One of my bands um, had put out a record, was doing pretty decent. 
they played a show one night and I, you know, and, and I had signed another band and I guess they probably weren't happy about me signing another band. Right. And then one of the guys in the camp, they're all sitting there, they're all talking in Spanish too. And, you know, around me so that I can't hear what's going on. And then I hear one of the guys just go like, you know, one of their buddies who I, I was actually cool with was just shouted out like, yeah, what about time for a new record, man? You know, or something like that. And it's just like, oh, this is what these guys are shooting the shit about. They're pissed. I signed another band. They think mm-hmm. I should put money into this band, put on a new record, even though we're still working on this record. It's still new. Sure. It's still at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And once again, it's just all that shit that kind of, and then eventually, you know, you, you kind of have a disagreement on shit and then it ain't cool. So this, that's, like I said, what sucks is you spend all that time and all that money, all that energy. Yeah. And in the end, what happens? You don't even get the relationships out of it, and that's what's right. said about anything. And know? it's at, it's at all levels, dude. That's the that's the scariest yeah. part of it. Is yeah. is I know you were running a small label, and these are small bands. You know, they're not. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's not you know absolutely Anthrax or whoever. hardcore bands. Yeah, exactly. No, it's just hard smaller hardcore bands. But I, I'll give you an example. I got yesterday, and and I'm before I say this, I'm going to state for a fact, for an absolute fact, that I don't have knowledge of this. I'm just. I'm just making an assumption from what I what I see, the same as any other fan could see. But it seems pretty obvious to me what I'm about to tell you. So, you know, obviously everybody in the world has heard of the band Journey. Yeah, oh, yes. I've heard you yeah. know, and, and everybody is seeing this whole, yeah, they're suing each other and everything yeah. else right now, right? Mm-hmm. So Frontiers Records just... I don't know if they put it out last week or this week, but they're putting out a live record from Journey. Okay. Which is straight horrible for the record. If anybody wants really? to know, it's a fucking terrible record. <laughs> but um, but regardless of that, so yesterday I get the promo for okay. the for the live record, right? Okay. And I know for a fact that this is the biggest deal that Frontiers has ever made. It's gotta be, right? Journey. It, they yeah. named their label after a Journey album. There you go. Exactly. Their, <laughs> their commitment to Journey is off the chart. And to finally get Journey on their label is like the biggest thing for Serafino and the people at Frontiers mm. Records. And I know this. Sure. So moving forward, I, I get this promotion, this promo for this Journey Live record yesterday. And what does it say right across the top? The band are not available for interviews. (laughs) And I'm thinking to myself, how fucking mad must everybody at Frontiers Records that have probably busted their ass in a two-year plan? Because this is to put out, they put out a, a regular record in like June or something. Okay. And then they put out this live record. You know this was all planned. Sure. And because it's a band on that level. Yeah. Two years of planning, and now the band's simply not going to help the label recoup their money. Why? Yeah. Because they're in an internal dispute amongst themselves. Well, and everyone's going to ask questions about questions. that. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So, yep. so they're willing to say, "Hey, label that just fucked me or that just fronted me, mm-hmm. we're willing to fuck you over now." Thanks for your help. And see Thanks you. a lot. Yep. Thanks for the money. Exactly. And, and good you. and good luck selling the fucking yeah. record. <laughs> and now it's up yeah. to you to sell this live record that's a dog, mm-hmm. you know, with no help from the band. Yeah. yeah. And I just thought I, I see stuff like that. And that's why, you know, again, I'm gonna circle back to when I was saying about the guy asking me to start a record label. Just no. No. I don't no. want to be involved with those kind of I mean, this is journey for God's sakes, not fucking 
some exactly. you know four guys that are fresh out of the garage exactly these yeah. are guys that have made billions with a b of dollars yeah. yeah and and they're that kind of petty they're shitty and the labels are universally known for being shitty yeah concert promoters are universally known for being mm -hmm. shitty yep. and musical accountants are always known for stealing money from bands and not paying the royalties and band man i mean name a position in the music industry any position in any form where people look at it and go well those guys are generally okay no no there's not none no i mean the only thing you might get is maybe like a reputable management company or manager you know um yeah. maybe you know but um yeah it's it's, it's just it, I mean, it, it's, it's always been and always has been, always will yeah. be just a shit storm of an industry. It, it's you know? the worst. It, it is. is I mean, worst. dude, even, even guys that have these, even guys that have these, how many of these guys that are at the at the higher level do most people look at as shitheads because they only promote their, their friends or they promote, they promote it if they're making money? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I, I, I'll pick on Eddie Trunk. Eddie and, Trunk and, is good to say. Yeah, know, Eddie Trunk's a great example. Eddie Trunk is yeah, he's more than willing to pr promote any fucking show. He'll 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 bag on every single band known to man that's bet that's doing backing tracks, except when Wasp comes on his show yeah. and he won't or ask Kiss. the question. I mean, yeah, come and, on. And he won't ask the question to those bands exactly. because they're on yeah. his show. And, and they, he, like, he knows they're using them, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He knows they're using them. But they're, it is. It, it is. It's, it's such now. a yeah. it's a total hypocritical fucking thing. You know, it's like, yeah, that yeah. whole thing with the the foreign reverse guy. It's like, that's what, listen, every band's doing it. Yeah, yeah. Listen. And if you are a band, that's not doing it. If you're like a classic rock. Okay. That's great. But it's true. I mean, think about it. bands since the nineties, two thousands, they've got a lot of samples in music. They use hip hop. A lot of them, mm -hmm. they use back. I mean, that's just the way it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I know for a fact when I, when I saw that Allison change show, there was that band breaking Benjamin. I mean, sure. It sounded way too close to perfect. Mm -hmm. The way the sound was and everything was on point, I was like, "There's no doubt these these guys are using backing tracks." And, yeah. But look, it sounded good live, being like it sounded close sure. to like the album. I'm not a fan of them, but if you're a fan of them, you you're gonna be happy with that performance. You know, what I mean, yeah, it's not I mean, the dude, old, it, you know, it's, it's not the old days. It's, it's not the old days. I, I have yeah. a I have a an insider spy that was at the um the Pantera rehearsals. Oh, okay. And um, the report I got back was. Pantera sounds exactly like they did on the records. And you know what my first question was? Do does Pantera sound like they sound on the records or are the records synced to Sounding the band up. playing? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, of which I got I think they were playing. I think they were playing. Yes. Yeah. I think that's the word think. Yeah. So I, I mean, like, come on. You, you really think I mean, as great as a player Zach Wilder, you think he's going to be able to replicate doing what Dime did? I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, I don't think anybody can replicate exactly that. replicate I mean, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't you think know, you should be expect. I don't think you should be expected to replicate. Well, that. and that's, that's I, I, and I'm sure he'll do a great job. And mm -hmm. I'm sure Charlie mm -hmm. will do a great. I'm certain that Fantastic. Charlie will do a great yeah, job. Charlie I mean, he's kills. a fucking great drummer. Phenomenal, phenomenal. But um, you know, and I'm sure those shows will be good. But would it shock me any if even if they're taking Zach's guitars and maybe they're playing dimes underneath it? That wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't shock me either. Nope. I and and to be honest, I don't think I'd be upset about that either. I want a good show. Yeah, yeah you, you want a good show. I mean, I, well, I think it's what it comes down to, right? You mm -hmm. want a good show. People want to go and they want to hear. They don't want to hear 
let's like you said let's be honest right a lot of the way the music's recorded now too it's not recorded analog it's recorded digitally mm -hmm. so it's going to sound so different live if you don't really kind of use some yeah. sort of something like that it's just going to not sound the same mm -hmm. and it's just like what well, and it makes sense you're going to record that one anyway because it's a lot cheaper it's a lot easier you're not going to go back to, i mean when i interviewed that that band those are the great bathers they did the analog the guy was like yeah i don't know if we're going to do that again that was a pain in the ass i mean yeah. that was a lot of work a lot of work to yeah. get that now it came out great it's a great record it, it's a great sound it sounds straight out of the 70s but once again you yeah. know and not everybody wants something to sound like that either everybody yeah. wants something to sound new especially if you're Why? new if you're a younger kid i remember listen i remember we grew up right I, I hear like a de you know hear Def Leppard's Pyromania, man, it sounds so good, so fresh, so yeah. modern. And I hear like you know my dad putting on some old you know Stones or Beatles, and I'm just like, oh, God, I can't stand the sound of this stuff because it sounds old. Yeah, you know. So a lot of ki young kids don't want it, especially young kids. They don't want to hear something that sounds old. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they they don't. They, yeah, especially I I always love that that. And to me, it's just a horseshit thing. And it always has been since the day CDs came out. You always heard people saying, well, I still want to listen to vinyl. It sounds so much warmer. No, it doesn't. Sorry, it doesn't. It sounds shittier. It pops. It sounds like garbage. And you know what? I didn't want to hear it then. I don't want to hear it now. You know, I, I just want to, I want to hear the bands play. I don't want to decipher it through a haze of plastic that's melted wrong and fucking... <laughs> you know, and and bad edits and bad cuts. I mean, look, I know how recording works. I know that some of these bands do hundreds and hundreds of tracks. I'd much rather hear a record that's done on Pro Tools with hundreds of tracks where I could just drag and cut and and move on than I would rather hear Hysteria from, from Def Leppard where there's guys lining up hundreds of pieces of tape and it well, takes, yeah, takes, takes a forever. year to put it together. That's why those records did take that long, exactly. Yeah, and that's why they cost like two million dollars. dollars, exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm yeah. I'm fine with a twenty thousand dollar record where I can hear all the elements and it just sounds okay. It sounds fine. Yeah, it's just like you said, it's a different learning and listening experience for for, mm -hmm. for you know everybody and you know, but but you know, just going back to just you know our our, our original topic of just really discussing you know. Uh, really just to change i mean like, like i said i mean like i said i don't want to i hate to do gloom talk i i always try to say like it's you know i'm, I'm hopeful i think things are going to get better i mean maybe rock and metal yeah i mean so for instance just going back to the hollywood thing mm -hmm. you know and, and like i said well i think i think hollywood's just it's always been you know historically horrendous for rock and metal sure you know um is you know now for instance you've got and i, I kind of alluded to this in one of our last tremors i didn't want to mention the name but now now i see so many articles coming out about this person that they're trying to push and make like the new face of rock and metal is fucking you know hollywood is is willow smith you've seen willow this smith? right yeah yeah yeah. oh yeah you've seen all this all around right mm -hmm. and once again i mean it's bringing you know it's bringing a lot of the you know talk about well you know um there's not enough diversity once again in metal and rock and it's just it's just you know a whole bunch of old white guys that you know control the industry well yeah i mean they do i mean there's no line about that but it has nothing to do with i mean you know uh what do you call it? getting a fair shake you know people of that you know of color or, or you know ethnicities yeah. getting a fair shake and mel listen we've i mean i, I you could speak to anybody who's gone to shows or been in the industry i i never heard or seen anything 
and I've, I've lived in four major cities. Mm -hmm. I've never seen anything that has that could back up that assertion that you know, it's it's just their gatekeepers, you know, uh, for, for you know, no. it's, it's it's in one demographic. That's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. I mean, now you see how many freaking female you know artists do we see now compared to, to yeah. the past? It's, it's, you can't compare it. And 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 it's people are they're they're so willing to look past the actual proof to the agenda. In the 90s, long before everybody was worried about what color anybody was, you took black guys and you had Death Row Records and you had, you exactly. had um, what, what was um, Puff Daddy's label? Um, oh, uh, Bad Boy. Bad Boy. Ent entertainment, yeah. Mm -hmm. And in that 90, I would say 91 to 99 era, and who's mm -hmm. the other one? No Limit. Um, no Master Limit, P. yeah. Master P, yeah. Master mm -hmm. P. You put those three labels together, you probably have... Half 60% of records the sold. 60% of the music record yeah. sold right there. Exactly. Yeah. And those were all run by black guys. Yeah. So it's nothing you know, to do with that. It has it nothing to, what it has to do with is the culture, the community that we're talking about, what they listen to. You know why there's not a lot of black people at metal shows? Because there's not a lot of black people listening to metal. It's the metal. It's the bottom line. That's you the know, bottom that's line. That's why, you know, I mean, I mean, how are you going to bring, are you going to bring Suge Knight in to turn around Metal Blade Records? Yeah. No, because he wouldn't know the first fucking thing about cattle decapitation. Well, I mean, let's like, get yeah. real. Well, because it's 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 not, metal's not really into urban music, you know? Yeah. Once again, rap, hip hop, you, you could create that for cheap, you know? you, you yeah. That's why that stuff became about. They just took their, their parents' old records, right. the soul and jazz and, you know, blues records, and, and just, you know, made songs out of them from the, from the music. Yeah. And yeah, that's at, how it all started. And look at the condition of rap today. Now that it is run by people that are outside the culture, it's garbage. Shit. shit. There's it's, no music. It's all beats. There's no music. Yeah, in it. it's, it's all beats. beats. It's all bullshit. But it's all culturally friendly. Yeah, well, it spans all different. You know, all the different genres. I mean, all the different. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, cultures and stuff. It's like yeah. the music doesn't have to be good, but goddamn it, uh, Bad Bunny's Latino or whatever, so he's gonna get four Grammys. You know, I, I mean, that's yeah. that's the culture we're in now. It you is. Know, and it's it's garbage. It's it absolute is. garbage. It is. It is. I mean, you know, when we think of rock now, like you said, I we've said this a lot. It's not even rock. Like you said they don't people say rock, they don't think of ooh, bass, guitar, and drums. No. It's the electro rock, it's the imagine dragons, you know, mm -hmm. it's that shit. Yeah, Mumford um, and Sons. <laughs> yeah, all that. I mean, that's just like, like you said, see it's either the, the the you know the the digital popped up stuff or it's country. You yeah. know, like rock is, you know, is, is, you know, a lot of the fans of rock, like you said, these people get a little bit of listening to Jason Aldean and listen to these guys, yeah. you know, Brad Paisley, whoever. It's like mm -hmm. country's taking a big chunk of the rock, like the regular rock fans, you know oh, what yeah. I mean now. Well, it's because they up. smoothed it down. They got rid yes. of just enough twang. Exactly. To where you don't have to be considered a hillbilly to listen to, to it To listen anymore. to it. Yeah, they're not singing about their pickup trucks and stuff yeah. anymore. Well, and, and they yeah. don't dress the part either. I mean, yeah, dude, true. If, too. if you yeah. if you watch if you watch a football game, mm. you see hot Carrie Underwood looking smoking hot, not dressed like a country girl. Yeah, she's yeah country girl. She's like dressed Hollywood. Like a, she's dressed like, like a Hollywood model. That's it. Yeah, singing in sort of a country way, and people yeah. think of that as rock. I, yeah, I would I know. think most people think that NFL waiting all day for Sunday night song is a rock song well they probably do well i mean right it was it was a cover it's a country song yeah yeah 
You know, it's yeah. a, but it, I mean, her version is a country. Well, her version is country song. Yeah, her yeah, version exactly. is a country yeah. song. It's not rock exactly. at all. Well, it's and, that, it was it's that whole country rock, right? You know, just like they they tried to do with like Tim McGraw and them. Yeah, they tried to try to mix the country with with soft rock. You know, the, mm -hmm. you said throwing it down, stop singing about you know the country stuff yeah. in the south, and let's just stick to regular themes of music. Yeah. Put on your cowboy hat. That's like considered now country. Just put on a cowboy right. hat. Mm -hmm. Even though you're wearing, you know, we are in like Gucci clothes or whatever the fuck it is, yeah. and um, and yeah, and there you go. That's what you got is your modern yeah. country, like I said, and yeah, and they've and they've again they've done like we were talking about too. They've they've stuffed in a couple of guys to be culturally appropriate, yep. little Nas and um, exactly, yeah, uh, Darius Rucker, and mm -hmm. you know they've thrown in a couple black guys so that now it's all inclusive. You it's know, inclusive. it's the all inclusive kind of music now. Exactly, and it's like it's. Dude, it's all shit. It's all manufactured. It is it's manufactured garbage. It's all controlled and manufactured. It's all mm -hmm. created in an office and lab. It's not created in the studio. Like you yeah. know, it's it's you know, they're just these they're puppets. These musicians and stuff. Dude, you know, those and and the worst part is looking to the future. And boy, mm -hmm. since, since since we're not trying to make it all doom and gloom, let me go even further. <laughs> Have you heard some of these AI rock and metal songs that are done completely where they just tell the computer, well, we want something fast with X number of no, beats a minute? No, I've not and seen this yet. No. I don't know if I not, want it, man. It's not terrible. And that is absolutely scary. That's what's scary if it's not terrible. It's not, yeah. ter it's not terrible to where you know damn well a, a record label is going to invent uh meta characters, label. Yeah. meta universe yeah. characters they're going to create bands that are going to have original original music yeah that's uh man i don't even well you know and, uh, so yes that is i mean i don't think you can get more doom and gloom than that <laughs> you know what i mean just thinking about that <laughs> yeah but, but it makes and then like i said that's why i think it really when it comes down to it you know we're just we're just we're really just gonna becoming dinosaurs with this stuff mm -hmm. man we really are our scene our our it's the typical done. metal it is it's it's done man now <clears throat> it's done of what we once knew it was i mean all mm -hmm. we can do is i say we're we're a modern day sort of classical music audience yeah you know now it is what it is like you get to draw 30 people to a show mm -hmm. you know maybe or, or of course if you get a, a, a couple of you know the decent bands you can put on a bill you might you know you'll get more than that and stuff like but i mean it, it's just it's just especially for like i said for new up and coming things you know i give a lot of yeah. these younger kids a lot of credit, like I was saying, this band Spirit Mother. I'm looking at them. They just sure. ran the road, took a van out. You know, they, 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 I, you know, I, I, just talking to the singer for a little bit, it's like I feel bad for them because it's like they really, you know, I, they're trying to, you know, have this dream and become this sort of, you know, influential yeah. rock and roll band. Mm -hmm. And it sucks because they just don't have a chance. They don't have well, a chance. So how good they're, they are. They're literally mm -hmm. having a dream that their dad had. Exactly. No, you're right. Exactly. Because it's not point. it's not a dream that happens yeah. today. Exactly. I mean, who's who's who is the closest thing to a metal star that's come out since 2015? Oh, jeez, dude. That's what I mean. That, that I mean, dude, if I tell I you to name me 10, 10 metal stars that came out in the 90s, you can do that off the top of your head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the 2000s, but, you can name some, but yeah. But 2015, that's not a small birth anymore. That's going on eight years. That's yeah, like no, eight, years eight years of time. Yeah. In eight years of time, we can't name a band. What are we going to name? Greta Van Fleet? 
which I, mean, I that think would, that is would probably over. be, and that's already over. I mean, that yep. was a little flesh in a pan. They're yeah. still holding on to them as like you know. I, I mean, I, I don't know why because they've got nothing mm-hmm. else, you know. And, and then well, because they're brothers and they have a story, you know, that's that's mm-hmm. a key important ingredient. To and their, you know, the other band that was hot for a minute, Rival Sons. Yeah. Rival Sons was, you know, getting all the all the love from the late night shows and, you know, was was getting the they're, they're still love. one of those bands. They're, they're still one of those bands. But like you said not as much, though. Well, I think Rival Sons, <clears throat> you know, to their credit, have become the the modern day version of the Black Crows. They're they're working yeah, more okay, towards they that. found they found their fan base and they're going to play to them. Yeah, they don't give a shit about all the all that Hollywood acclaim that they got got them nothing. But I, I wouldn't say it got them nothing. It, it didn't, didn't get, get them enough. It's no, like didn't. the Black Crows. The Black it, Crows. Remember when they came yeah. out? They got a lot of lot of MTV attention. love. They got the MTV love. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But then they went away from it anyway and just they, played to the audience that they wanted. Well, you said because they found their audience and they said, you know what, this, you know. Well, they also saw the writing on the wall that they they mm-hmm. got big towards the tail end too. Uh, yeah. right before you know, as as grunge was coming on, so they they sure. were, and they were never they because they never had the you know the whole glam look. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, they had a little just light tinge of it with more of the retro hippie look. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, they they didn't really. Uh, I don't think, like I said, their their fish, whatever you want to call it, it didn't resonate. And like I guess the scene was over by the time they were really getting huge. Yeah. So um, they just kind of came in at, at, I think, a good time. You know, people like them, obviously, in Guns N' Roses sort of were able to. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, but they just, well, it was also just because at that point, rock was out. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just, like I said, grunge came in. It was all, everything was alternative. So sure. they at least had, they had that that Sunset Strip, you know, MTV crowd. And then they also had a lot of the classic rock fans who, you know, just they were but modern they, day stones. They stuck with them, were, you know? They stuck with them, is my thing. Is yeah, they did. You know, they did. Yeah, Black, yeah. Black Crows are still a big band. They're still well, a well, very they stuck big with them band. because because that was still the, the the business model was still the same back then. Yeah. It, was, it was working. But you I know, mean, these days, the Rival Sons, the business, the business model ain't there anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. But the business, but they're still. Well, I guess well, them and Pearl like Jam. We, Pearl Jam be the other like one. we know nostalgia, right? It's taken mm-hmm. over. These young kids yeah. are not. You said they're not going to go see Spirit Mother for ten bucks. They're gonna. They hear about Guns and Roses. They hear about Black Crows. They're gonna go mm-hmm. see them, with their dad or their uncle or their cousins or whoever it is. Yeah, they're not gonna get a bunch of their friends up and go. Hey, let's go to this little show that's down. The, you know, that's, you know, in, in the city. It's at this little club. Yeah. You know, it's only ten bucks. Let's get in there. I mean, it's and like I said, I think one of the reasons too is just because socially, like I said, I used yeah. to love going to those things because yeah, I mean, those these are people that were. I thought socially, you know, equivalent to what, how I was. Sure. You know, now people don't care about that, you know, because you just meet each other through text anyway. You don't go and mingle at a show. Right. Everyone, everyone just, I mean, that's the thing, too. I was sitting there, you know, everyone just glued to their phone. They can't, like, mm-hmm. I, I was on my phone a little bit, but I was there by myself, this show I went to in Vegas. Sure. But I just kind of looked around, and that's what everyone's doing in between. No one's sitting and trying to talk to each other. Everyone's just sitting mm-hmm. there, boom, on yeah. their phone. So even, you know, even if you want to go talk to someone, it's kind of hard to break that ice these days, you know? Right, let, let me throw a scenario out here and tell me if this is crazy or if this is a possibility. Okay. The key to success for a band like that uh-huh. in the next 10 years will be to have a great computer programmer attached to them that can do the whole metaverse thing with the band. The next great Absolutely. band will be a metaverse band. Probably will be, dude. You know, probably will be. You know, if, if if they have their way, if big tech has their way, what they want to do with these young kids. I well, mean, they're already yeah. doing it. They had the virtual yeah. Ozfest, what, a week or two ago. Yeah. That was all done in the metaverse with they meta did. 
with like meta Ozzy and wow. meta. I, I didn't even know about this. I think oh, I heard yeah, a little bit, but oh wow. They did. I, I saw fucking some of the Lord, screenshots man. and I was like, oh, that looks fucking tacky and terrible. But but if you're trying, I and again, it, it trying starting it with old bands to me is stupid. You're not going to get 50 and 60 year old guys putting on those fucking dumb goggles to watch an Ozzy show. I know, I know, no. But I could see it really happening with uh, well, see, you know, for, rap. For, well, it's for, you know, I could see, of course, we could see it happen for rap. I mean, that, you know, and rap is, is is been made for that. It's just Hollywood can control it so easily. Yeah. You're controlling one person. You're not controlling a band, and so it, it's so easy to do. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. We don't have bands anymore. Every every kid that's good is just doing their own thing, if they, you know, playing their instrument. I mean, it's just it's just. I I think like you said. I think we'll, 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 you know sometimes as we're talking about this stuff, I'm thinking to myself, man, what are we even doing this stuff for? <laughs> you know, when you think about it, it's like, you know. It's like we're sitting there trying to, you know, I mean, you know, get people to listen and and get more listeners and viewers, and it's just like right now, it's really just a passion thing. I think whether you're playing the music, it's yeah. it's definitely it's definitely for for old folks like us, man. Uh-huh. It's definitely our generation's thing. We still there's enough people that still got the bug. Yeah, <clears throat> I think most people. So I think most people are doing it now. You know, I mean, obviously there's <clears throat> enough of business for some of these. You know, a lot of these musicians that have been doing it for a while, at least to continue. Sure. Um, and I think if you're a new band or artist, I mean, I, you know, if I think about it, really the bands I've been kind of into are a lot of guys who just either mm-hmm. played in bands before or have been playing in bands for years that somehow got a decent band together and made a little bit of waves. You know what I mean? Like, sure. They're, these aren't spring chickens, a lot of them, that are playing these shows. Like no. you said, you go to these shows, a lot of them are guys like us because we're the ones mm-hmm. that... Mm, can can you not only afford it, but we 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 know okay yeah I'll, I'll I'll wake up and feel like crap the next day no big deal I'm used to it. I've been doing this my whole life yeah all these other kids they don't they don't uh-huh. do that you know like I said they don't want to go into their tech job and have a hangover and you know uh, have yeah. people smell alcohol on them um, so it, it's you know but you, you really just the more we talk about this it's just it's like wow I mean dude yeah, I, yeah. I hate to say it but what was once popular music is now the very very underground. It's very underground, man. And I've been saying this for a while, which is why I always said, if there's going to be any kind of new scenes or any kind of any up and coming something with rock and metal, it's got to start and just stay for a while at that mm-hmm. local level. Just focus yeah. there. Stop worrying about getting in your van and going cross country. Worry about hitting those three or four cities that's you know within a, mm-hmm. a three or four hour radius. Do just do that over and over and over. I mean, that's all you do. Yeah. Just keep doing that. Get your audience in a, in a, you know, and be happy with that. You know, be happy that you, 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 you know, you can keep putting out a record on a, on a decent little label or something. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to spend your money because that's really the best it's going to get. And you, know, you hope, you know, maybe you can make it on the festivals overseas and get discovered yeah. somehow. I mean, that's really the only way to do it. Dude, a know? great example of a guy. Now, this guy does have a little bit of clout because he was an American Idol guy. So people know of him. Mm-hmm. But a guy that's doing it the right way is Durbin. Yeah. James Durbin. I mean, he really isn't touring. He just mm-hmm. plays, but he plays a lot. He does play a lot, but he plays a lot in San Diego and LA California, and yeah. San Francisco. And, you know, but, and he plays different, you know, I see stuff with him. He's playing fucking supper clubs. the same as like, like you're saying, you got it. Yeah. This guy that played in front of fucking 50 million people watching at one point. Sure. Sure. And, but he's made a solid career for himself. Yeah. Well, well you have to be humble about it. You know, yeah. you, you, you've got to be humble and and say yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna play that freaking coffee shop like you said our yeah. supper club or you know it, it it's just like I said this this Shelly so was in a barbecue spot 
Yeah. I mean, it's just the way it is. I mean, yeah. listen, I, I I'm I remember years ago I went to see this this uh show. There's this place, I think I've I think I've talked about it before. It's uh, out here in the Bay Area. It's called Toots Tavern. It's in this little town about a half hour north from here, 40 minutes north. Um, little fisherman town. It's got okay. this bar, which is this tiny little stage in there. That's where sure. I saw the watchers and I saw uh the, you know, there, there's a like I said, a bunch of, you know smaller bands i think even pat travers played there it's one of those things where you, you're having a lot of those guys a lot of older guys who are who are you know trying to tour they got to play these spots now i mean that's like yeah. you're, you're playing bars i remember when I, when I saw prong play at this bar you know this it was really a bar it's called mm -hmm. the Parkside. it's a small tiny little club bar thing well i saw them playing there i mean there's no backstage or nothing it's literally All a right. fucking dive bar mm -hmm. and i'm like i remember thinking then like wow i can't believe i'm sitting here watching a band here who would play you know, play open for for Pantera, play in the big venues. And, sure. And here they are, you know, playing a bar, you know. But it, it's mm -hmm. been slowly going that way for a long time, especially here in the states. It's not just here. I really is. I, I, I'm hearing, like I said, this is happening all across the you know the, the globe. It's just, of course, if you're still an American band, if you still go to certain parts of the world, they're gonna they're gonna pay you a, a pretty good amount of money to come, you know, just to their place, but you know, to their country because it's just a huge deal to get anybody from America, you know, to come to a place like that. So, but there will, there, those places will pay up, and you might get a couple hundred people because you're the biggest draw that's ever been there in ten years. But right. I mean, or biggest name, I should say, outside of their country. So, other than that, it's just it, it, it's just such a grassroots thing now. You know, you really have to take it from from just that level, and, and just do it the old fashioned way, and just you know, like you said, just keep it local, tour mm -hmm. certain you know spots. You get noticed. You hopefully, like you said, get on some festivals. Then that yeah. gets you maybe on some future shows and, and, and packages if you know once you build connections and once people see you play in, in a larger you know setting. So you know mm -hmm. it's 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 all it is, it's all it's gonna be. Mm -hmm. And I think we all just gotta get used to it. And and you know, like I said, I, I'm at the point where I'm, I'm gonna stop griping about the music business and how how it is because I'm not saying I'm gonna <laughs> stop completely, of course, but I'm gonna stop harping on it. Because yeah. there's no point in being a dead horse. I mean, it just is what yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, it's it. It's, it's 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 definitely a dead horse and and ultimately, there are so many great bands that are out there right now for whatever reason that we might as well celebrate what they're doing. Yeah. Inst instead of, I mean, look, for, for all the doom, I mean, this is an hour and a half of straight doom and gloom. <laughs> and that being said, if you go over to Seismic Sounds and just, and just I, I don't care if you've ever heard of the bands or not. If you go over to the Seismic Sounds um, website or over to Aftershocks TV either one and just start pushing buttons mm -hmm. you will find great music you will you won't know you may not know the names i don't know the name the old what mm -hmm. is it the old old the ololith or whatever the odolith yeah the odolith i don't know i still don't know their name but i listened to it because i checked out the interview and it was fucking great mm -hmm. and you know and and i mean dude a band that i always go back to it's it's one of my favorites that i play all the time right now and this is this is old school. This was interview number one or two for Aftershocks. Witch Skull. Oh God, yeah, yeah. They have a new album out. That's you know. Yeah. I love the Witch love Skull. They you are know, fantastic. You're not a, you're not the only one. This guy, this Vegas guy, John. I was telling you about Gist, the promoter who's been trying to talking about getting him over here because he's a huge <sighs> fan of him too. So I, 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 Tom, you know, our buddy Tom Brennan. You know, he yeah. he, bought, he bought that record from that interview, right? Because you know, he checked them out, and we I think we were playing samples back then too sure. when we first started. And he was like, Wow, this stuff's great. Like I said, just very Sabbathy. And if you like that yeah. kind of stuff, 
it's a great modern version of it, you know. And that's so, yeah. what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying there's yeah. tons of it out there. You don't oh, have tons. to. You don't have to be waiting for the next Guns and Roses record or the next Metallica record or the next whatever Fu Manchu record or whatever style yeah. of metal you mm -hmm. like. There's bands. There's tons of them, there's and they're good. We've been uh, saying that for a while, man. Yeah. You know, there, mm -hmm. there's tons of them that are good. If you, yeah, you're not going to be. It's never going to be hip and cool again. So. No. So yeah. just accept that. Buy yourself a Watchers T-shirt. Buy yourself a Corvus Lore CD, and 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 go go forward with some good music. Exactly. And don't worry about what your fucking friends say. Who cares? Enjoy it because you enjoy it. Well, if you're our age and you worry about your friends, what they're still saying, then you got a lot of other problems. I think you got to worry well, about. But you know, yeah. But yeah. I mean, no, you're right though. I mean, it, it's just it is those. There's people that still do the. Oh, who's that? Just because you didn't hear them doesn't mean they're not good. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I mean it's nothing. That is the most annoying. Do we get that on the CMS all the time? Because that's all older people. Yeah. Oh my God, play a band and they'll be like, "I've never heard of them. They must suck." Exactly, because they haven't heard. And the fucking logic is that. Yeah, it's not. Well, it's it's one of those. Well, if they're not picked up or signed, it means they're not good. You know Which what? is the biggest sort of horseshit? Because yeah, this isn't the eighties and nineties where they're signing a million bands. That are making some little bit of a buzz or something. It doesn't yeah. work like that anymore. You know, it gets signed like that. It's just, it yeah. doesn't work. Well, just And that, every band, every band, I don't care who it is. There was a time that they were a band that you hadn't heard of them. Well, like you said, Guns N' Roses. <laughs> yeah. All these bands, Metallica. I mean, can you imagine when Metallica first played, the, you know, their first show? I mean, they played mm -hmm. mostly covers. You think someone was gonna? I mean, did did you really know watching that band? If you were there, it was gonna be the biggest freaking rock band in the world, dude. I remember seeing Metallica in that early era. You know, I saw. I, I've told uh -huh. the story before about seeing them at CMJ. Yeah. When they, before they were anything, and I saw them. I actually mm -hmm. saw them, and I loved them. But uh -huh. I had no thought in my mind that that would ever be anything other than. I always thought it was gonna be my secret heavy band. There you go. There you go. I didn't mm -hmm. think they were gonna be the biggest band ever. I thought they exactly. were gonna be just like that band that i liked that nobody else would ever hear of mm -hmm. and they just happened to be huge but that was that was always all rock dude i know you're a huge prong fan did you ever when when prong came out when prong first came out yeah most people before before snap your finger snap your neck got mm -hmm. big yeah most people did not like prong no, no, well, they didn't know them. They were, well, they, and what they did know of them was too heavy for them. The vocal wasn't the right, you or, know, or, or, or for some other other guys, it wasn't heavy enough. If you were yeah. like a death metal fan, they, exactly. Mm -hmm. They were they were that weird in between band. Yep, exactly. Yep. You know, they were mm -hmm. a little too everything that that somebody didn't like. A little too industrial, yep. so those people, the metal people, didn't like the industrial. Absolutely, not yep. enough industrial, so the Nine Inch Nails crowd wouldn't adapt to it. No, not you're right. Heavy, not heavy enough for the Metallica Megadeth people. Yep. Not not light enough for the Motley Crue people. Exactly. Like, yep. Prong was the biggest I don't like them band, I think, of all time mm -hmm. until they weren't. Yeah, I don't, right. Until that sound was actually like, oh, no, it became yeah. something. Until you know? White Zombie homogenized it a little bit and and ran ran yeah. wild with it with that groove metal stuff exactly yep yeah. mm -hmm. yep bands like those those are two of the biggest ones exactly yeah. or, or really Pantera yeah when when they kind of like you know grooved it out and they you know mm -hmm. they took that thrash and groove and made it something that now other bands could kind of like fit sure. into that into that area exactly yeah mm -hmm. but I mean yeah. but I mean people did not know prong no they didn't no they didn't and, no no and no. now prong is prong they, they, went on they, year forty. Well, and they, well, that's what I'm saying. They were on a, they were on major label back then. They got four records. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? For a band that really didn't like sell a didn't ton. Fit. 
Yeah. Yeah. It didn't fit much. They just knew they were talented, but yeah, they had their own thing. It was like an old, I guess, like a groove alternative metal type of thing, whatever you want to call it. And it was just different. Like you're right. It, it, it didn't fit into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and that's always been a thing. I mean, that's another topic that for for another day. No. But I mean, but yeah, it I plays mean, term- to this topic. It plays to this topic of there are great bands. Everybody doesn't have to accept it. That's my well, point. Well, I think what it is is we've talked about this too a lot. Is most music fans need shit spoon fed to them, but and it's mm-hmm. not just it's not just spoon fed. Like okay, listen to us or pop on seismic sounds and get it fed to them. It's like no, they need like you said. It's almost like they need approval. Like from other, it's got to be a band that every, other people have heard of. You know, they, yeah. they won't just go like, "Oh, I heard this cool band. Let me tell people about them." Mm-hmm. It's more like, uh, "Oh, yeah, they're okay. Who are they? Oh, I never heard of them before." So then they just kind of, even though they like the song, it's just sort of like, "Well, I never heard of them, so they must not yeah. be that good or that yeah. important." And and yeah. so they just, you know, because they're not Guns and Roses and they don't have that the yeah, media right. behind them. You yeah, because so. they're not thirty years old. Because who have you heard? Exactly. Like, like we said before, who have you heard from the last eight years? Yeah. No. Nobody, Nothing, dude. Nobody. 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 We, we we struggled to come up with Greta Van Fleet. Exactly. You know, and, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like you said, and they're pretty much they're not doing nothing really, you know. So no, it's not like I mean they get on shows. I think they're done. Yeah. But they but they, they were just a little, you know, a little here. Here's a little, we'll throw a little bone for the the you know, the old dads and grandpas who like Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. and they can watch their kids and grandkids, maybe, you know, uh in a they'll it was almost like it was a test. Let's see if yeah. this is gonna work. Let's see if this nostalgic sound is going to resonate with younger kids and, yeah. of course, with the older crowd. Well, they did resonate with the older crowd, but they haven't resonated with the younger kids. That's yeah, I don't know. I, dude, I think it was a temporary win, but the second record, it is. It no is. one cared at all about the no. second record. Same with, like, Dirty Honey. We love them. Don't yeah, get us wrong. Of course. We love but Dirty that's Honey. Stopped, but that stopped. Yeah. And it's done. It's done. Yeah. It's over. I mean, they're, they're, the, the best they're going to get is what they got, which was an opening slot with Brock Croge, which is great. But you're not going to see them with LA maybe and with Greta Van Fleet anytime soon, you know, yeah. uh, do, doing a, a tour together and, and selling out, yeah. you know, amphitheaters or even just no, decent sized venues. Make it happen. LA, LA maybe is another one. Yeah. You want to talk about a great band that everybody that likes Guns N' Roses, which is everybody. Shh, yeah. Everybody should love or ACDC. LA maybe. Yeah. Exactly. Or, or ACDC. Everyone, of, if you like ACDC and Guns N' Roses and or Guns N' Roses and you are not hip to the LA maybe, then you're failing yourself. Yes, because also the singer tried out for ACDC when Brian Johnson yeah. had his volume shit. So he, he almost got hired by them. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Is that what you need then, people out there, to go check Here. them out? I mean, so we'll spoon need. feed it to you. Yeah, we'll spoon, spoon feed, feed it, it exactly. <laughs> we'll give you the information about them. We'll give you the music, yeah. an interview, and they still yeah. won't listen. So, and whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and there's lots of them. Airborne. Yeah. Anybody that likes ACDC and doesn't like Airborne is fucking wrong. Yeah, it's just yeah, exactly. wrong. How yeah. can you yeah. not? I know. You know, there's yep. no reason to not. But I know. Yeah. Bullet. You know that band Bullet? Bullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Germany, Another band. Yeah. If you like yeah. ACDC. And again, I'm pointing to ACDC on purpose because they're one of the biggest bands of all time. Exactly. You know, and they're one of those bands that, you know, even if you don't like rock and metal, rap people like uh, you shook me all night long. Yeah. So, so well, you know, t- people wearing their T-shirts because they're sold in Target now. So you got to do it. Well, ACDC that's true. Is. The Kardashians <laughs> like them. So they're yeah, they got them. Exactly. <laughs> Hollywood and metal, I'll tell you, it's That's not right. a good mix. It's just it kills it. But it like I said, metal needs to just stick, stay in the underground, but needs to be nurtured. And that's what we're not seeing is the nurturing. And like I said, it's just, you know, like I said, I think it's just quickly because we're getting, yeah, we're, we're past an hour and a half here. <laughs> I, I think, uh, like I said, of doom and gloom. Um, 
I, I think really what's going to happen is, you know, the, the traditional way of discovering, like, I hate to say it. It's just people aren't going to go out. They're well, not going out. So I think everything is going to be done really online. I mean, I really think this is how you, everything is going to be done. Even when you want to see a live band, I mean, you're going to watch it online. I get a lie. Like I watched this thing a couple of weeks ago. It was just, um, you know, that band uh, Meswood that I uh, interviewed back in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, they play, they put on that band. This is other great band too. They're sort of like a hard rock, like thin lazy type of band out of San Diego called Formula 400. These two guys put on, put on this really cool, uh, festival show thing down in San Diego called I think okay. so, SoCal Jam or something, and uh, you know it, I was just sitting here you know just messing around doing stuff for the shows and everything, and I saw that they were they were streaming it live. Okay, I was like, oh, I was like cool. I really want to hear you know I mean I haven't heard you know neither band live before. Sure. And so I popped it on there. I'll tell you it, it was a cool experience. I never thought I'd actually like a live stream thing, okay. but they sounded amazing as well. I mean they sounded great. Where it's like once again, so much better, I think, than it would, which you can get on your record. They sounded so sure. much better live. Formula Four Hundred sounded great, and there's this other band I discovered. I I I never heard of this band. They've been around forever. They're Sludge Band, because I guess I'm not. I mean, I like some Sludge Bands, but mm-hmm. yeah, they were they were around the days of like Acid Bath and stuff in the nineties. Okay. They're called Sixteen. You ever heard of band Sixteen? I've heard of them, but I can't say that I've heard them. They're from L.A., San Diego. They're from the Southern California area. I mean, they've been around since like early '90s, and you know they've been on relapse uh, for like a good 15 years now, almost. Okay. Um, but whoa, I mean, did those guys freaking kill it? I mean, sludgy, nice. heavy, and I just there was a band right there. Boom! I knew I discovered. I didn't know before because I saw them too. Even if it was live on the on the screen, it was uh, it was good enough where I could make out if a band was good or not live. You know, you can kind mm-hmm. of make it out enough. Um, I'm not saying obviously it's the same as a live experience, but something right. People aren't going out. But they're yeah. gonna sit there. They can put that on their big screen TV. They can get some beers. They can do whatever they want to do with friends, yeah. and put that on there. And I don't even know if people are going to shows with friends or watching shows with friends anymore. It seems like I think when I go to these shows, I went to the one in Vegas. It seems like everybody was on their own. You know what I mean? You got these well, yeah. di- dinosaurs just going out by myself, going out by mm-hmm. yourself to see this stuff because no Dude, one else wants to It's hard to, to get. You. It's hard, hard to, to people. get people. It is, I, man. That's, yeah. I'm doing. I'm doing the the tough thing, the tough broadcast. Um, yeah. Okay. You know, in two yeah. three weeks, whatever. And uh, I asked my girl Kelly if she wanted to go because, you know, she's into that, you know, yeah. and she's just like, eh, eh. Yeah, see. Like, all right, then don't, yeah. you know, don't, I'm going, you know, and she's, yeah. stay home. I don't care. Exactly. You know, I'm not going to waste another, I'm not going to waste a day of my life not enjoying myself. Exactly. That's the key. You mm-hmm. know, and that's, and that should be everybody's key is, you know, exactly. enjoy it, enjoy it while you can. Well, that's. Yeah. Who knows how long it's going to be? Who knows how long, dude? You know what I mean? Like I said, it's it, we really don't know. It's everything's changing so fast and so exponentially. It's, it's just stuff that we just don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> with this youth, I I think our you know our disconnect between our generation and the one below is it's it's so so vast compared to you know us and our parents' generation and grandparents. I mean, this oh. is just a. You think? I don't you think so? No, I don't. No. I think, yeah, I guess I it's, think not, it's huh? exactly. I think it's, it's always exactly been? the same. Uh, <laughs> well, with the technology, oh, I know you're right, though. I mean, well, if you think uh, we we had all this technology too growing up that they didn't have. Yeah. So, I mean, think true. think yeah. about the change from no TV, from sitting yeah. around listening radio, to radio, TV, to all and, of a sudden have a TV and then color TV and then and cable, you know, driving and, movies yeah. and then cable and 
you know, they didn't have any of that True. shit either. And, you know, I, I can point to like my dad musically, you know, just going from my dad that was like Slim Whitman, Roger Whitaker guy mm. to now, you know, now my kids, their dad is, you know, their dad knows every bit of music. Yeah. So, you True. know, I mean, I, I think, but yeah, now you're right. Yeah. I, I think it's always been, I think when you're be when you're becoming part of the generation that's starting to fail, it's frustrating. And I think that's why you and I are frustrated. We're frustrated because absolutely. we're, we're still youthful at heart. Uh, yep. Mm -hmm. And it's very frustrating. Not for, not for us. Like for me, I, I laugh at people that do that only rely on, Oh man, you're not going to believe this. There's a new striper record. You know, it's like, mm. you're a fucking fool, nothing against striper, but you're a fucking fool. If that's what you're getting excited about, there's yeah. 10 times that many great new bands mm. that you could find. But I think where we get frustrated is seeing everybody in our age group stalling. Stalling because it, it, le exactly. it leaves us with no one to do stuff to with. do it with exactly that no one to go to shows with yeah. i mean it's yeah. yeah like my good buddy in new york he, you know there's prong played there recently mm -hmm. you know tommy victor moved back to new york and so it was like this big homecoming show at a you know just a little decent venue in long island and i'm like dude you got to go to that deal you know, you're playing with that band damn your eyes too that i'm a big fan right. of yeah, and sure. uh and he's like man he's like i, I want he's like i don't want to go with though man He's like, I don't. I want to just go all the way down there just by myself. And it's like, and you almost have to, mm -hmm. you know. I've I've done it, man. I'll continue to do it. I mean, I, I yeah, it sucks. You know, I always try to get, but there's certain bands or certain things. I'm just like, nah, fuck it. I'm gonna go. You know, what I mean, yeah. I, I, get, I hate going by myself. I don't think anyone enjoys it. But to me, it's still worth promote. You know, promoting. I can have a good time by myself, and yeah. you know, hopefully, just maybe you know, talk, chat it up with with one or two people there if you get you know, if yeah, you get you a just chance meet to. somebody. Exactly. Just shoot. Hey, man, you like this band? Yeah. Cool, man. You know, yeah. Then you start talking to them. Hey, let me get your yeah. beard. Next thing you know, your buds. Yeah, but but I will say this: like, I went to a show. I went to see Raven. I remember with our buddy Bob Nalbandian a couple sure. of years ago. Now that was a phenomenal show, just because the crowd was great. Mm -hmm. It was mostly people in their fifties. You know, obviously with the, just the old school metal, but it, it it was such a great vibe in there. But then again, if I go to like you know uh, like a little bit younger, like my generation, you know, my age groups. Um, mm -hmm shows you can see the difference you know they don't have that same i i don't know i, I don't know what I, I think maybe just because you know i think a lot of the you know because in the 90s the music was a little more angst driven you know sure. where i think I, I think in the 80s yeah it, it was it was testosterone driven but it was a little bit more celebratory yeah. you know and, and so i think when you know when you talk about metal on metal and you know stuff like that you know that has more of a just this rah 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 metal stuff where in the 90s, it was like self-deprecating, sort mm -hmm. of angry, pissed off stuff where a lot of, a lot of, I think, like we were talking about, a lot of people listen to that, maybe aren't angry as they get older. And they don't, they just, well, sure. they don't relate to it anymore. So therefore, they don't listen to it anymore. Mm -hmm. So I think that's another thing, too, that you get a lot of is just, you know, I mean, whatever, we can go on on this for, yeah. forever. We're going on <laughs> short of two hours here. So, all right, okay. let's go ahead and get ready to wrap it up. Anything you want to uh, throw out there before we uh, wrap this up here? No, nah, dude, just, uh, you know, support music. Just that, that simple, just support it. You know, try to find, look, I'll, I'll put a simple, simple thing out there for anybody that's daring enough to do it. We're coming up on 2023 once a quarter, every three months, discover one band that you like, and you have not heard of prior to discovering them. 
look on Blabbermouth or wherever you look. Seismic sounds. Yeah, go to our, go to CMSPN, wherever. Presents, yeah. yeah. Any one of them. Find a band that you have not heard of and listen. Go to Spotify or whatever and listen to it. Just listen to it mm-hmm. and, and find one and find two, three, four. And if you can find two, three, or four, you're going to find 30 more behind it. Yeah. You know, and that's really the key. Stop being old. Stop being old fashioned. Stop. Stop exactly. waiting for the next White Snake record. Well, stop waiting for stuff. Go yeah. and get it yourself. It's not hard. It takes two seconds. This podcast, you can upload. You can listen to the shit in your car instead of popping on the radio mm-hmm. or popping on Ozzy's Boneyard and, and listening to the same shit over and over on Sirius XM. Yeah. Pop on a seismic sounds or even just go and, and do a, a generic, you know, whether it's a Spotify mix or a YouTube mix or, or I mean, just something where you're going to get some. I mean, not really Spotify because they'll just throw out Ozzy Osbourne every freaking two seconds. <laughs> But you know what I mean? There, that's the thing, too. There's these playlists. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. something I, that I that I, I'm, I want to start doing for Aftershocks is have, you know, or Seismic Sounds is to have an actual playlist sure. uh, on, on Spotify where we can throw these out. And that's one thing we, you know, maybe we should, we'll start doing. We'll start. Hopefully we can get some of our listeners and, and viewers there to check those bands out. But, yeah, yeah, I agree with you, man, 100%. There's so much good music. We're not going to stop talking about this because it's just it's out there. Um, don't don't complain that you know. But keep waiting around for the next Guns and Roses record because it might never happen. Yeah, you know, start with that stuff because those guys aren't going to be the same anyway. It's been years since they played together. Get with right. a band that's been playing tight with each other, mentoring. They got a great, you know. I mean, there's so many of them. Uh, so, like you said, not just to go out and watch them, but you know, you know, buy their shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Buy a T-shirt, buy a, I, a, 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 a whatever, just buy something. I say it every single interview I do now. Every one of them. I'm like, go out and buy something. Don't yeah. just stream it. Yeah. Buy it. But, and it's twofold. It's one, it's, it helps the bands a whole lot more than fucking streaming it. Fans of the industry. A general. of a cent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but the other thing that it does is it gives these guys the, you know, the incentive to keep going. Exactly. If they see people are actually still engaged in what they do, they'll keep they'll going. They'll keep going. Absolutely. But you if they know? don't, if no one's going to their shows, no one's buying their music. Yeah. You, you get to the point, like I was, like I was saying about that promoter. It's like you, you know, he was just he put out a post about it, man. Like I don't know how long I'm going to be able to do these shows because people have good intentions. They say they're going to come, they don't. Mm-hmm. And I don't do this, you know. I I, I don't want to lose money. And he doesn't want to also stiff the band. It means they get less money too right. at the door, and they, he doesn't want to stiff them. And they you know they need gas and they gas money is insane. Mm-hmm. They, we see all this news about logistics. Big yeah. band, major bands that can't tour because of the logistics and the costs. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. So it's really just it's really this grass movement thing again. Yeah. And and oh, like you said, go out and just have fun. I mean, yeah. what, what, have, what have you been? I, I don't know if I've ever been to a show where I, I had a horrible time. You know, like I have, but there's so few and few, far. Yeah, they're few. You know, I yeah. mean, it's it's for like every thousand shows you go to, you have one that's just a real. Like the, know, LA, like, like the LA Burning Festival. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be a horrible time. But I mean, I mean, I think we all have one or two where somebody hit our car in the parking lot, and then the sound sure. system was shit in the show. You know, where you have one or two of those in your entire concert career. But yeah, man, it, just go out. You know, live for fuck's sake. I, I guess maybe that's the bigger, the yeah. bigger message. Live life. After, 
ever since COVID, everybody wants to fucking stay home and watch Netflix. Enough. Exactly. Quit watching the fucking, you know, Tiger King, all these fucking whatever it yeah, is. Enough. enough Stop living through shit. their dumb lives. Live through your own dumb life. Exactly. That shit's all propaganda anyway. It's all shit to try to get you to think a certain way. So mm-hmm. go to mu- music will get you to fucking get away from that. I mean, yeah. live music, nothing like it, man. I mean, everyone knows this. They've done it. Stop being cheap. Go pay for the show or go. If you're not going to go to a show, then buy a damn record, buy a shirt yeah. to support it, or it is going to go away. And all we get because eventually there's going to be no Guns N' Roses and Metallica. These guys are all getting old. I mean, watching John Fogarty at 77, Ugh. that ain't going to wake you up. You know what I mean? I mean, like I said, he did yeah. a great job for a 77 old guy, but he's still 70 freaking. Yeah, seven. but it's still, it's you, it's you grandpa. Have throw, you have to throw that caveat in. He did a great job but for, for that age. Guy. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you know. You know? That's like saying I ate well for yeah. a fat guy. That doesn't work. Uh, he did well for, for, yeah, it, it doesn't. You're right. It absolutely doesn't work. And put down the turntables and stop, you know, yeah. young kids pick up the fucking mission. That's what you're into. That's okay too. If you're into listening to that or you're into making it look, I don't really even give a shit what kind of genre it is. Just support music, support the music in general. Because if it's if it gets preferably rock and metal, (laughs) I prefer it. But, you know, it's like real quick, you know, Amazon, I don't know if you're aware of this, but after the Thursday night football games, now Amazon has a live live show. Yeah. uh, Amazon Music Live. Yes. And so far, it's just been shitty rap bands. It's been Megan the Stallion and Little oh, Baby, Jesus and Christ. I mean, just shitty music. Megan the Stallion is not even a; she's just a personality. Dude. She, yeah, not she's a, not good. She got whatever. a big ass, and that's all the reason yeah, why she big got ass, freaking big fat tits, and that's, that's it. it. But so, you know, um, but I'm still encouraged because at least one of the major companies in the world and one of the major media companies in the world are putting legitimate money into music. And eventually, they're going to see that they're going to have to... F- Look, Amazon's not stupid. And if you watch the movies that are on Amazon Prime, a lot of them are geared for 40, 50, 60-year-old guys. All the all the Tom Clancy shit and stuff that they put out there. The only way you're going to get those people... Thursday Night Football is geared for old guys. Mm-hmm. So eventually... So why the hell do they have Megan the Stallion on? Why aren't they putting on... Because, because their first run, the very first taste is is what's hip today. And that's what all that's what all Hollywood douchebags do. Is they go oh, with yeah. what's hip for the minute. But as that, that audience is going to tail away fast because there's no loyalty in that audience. But there's loyalty in that football game and therefore they'll start leaning toward the artist that makes sense for the product. Well, well you would think that, but what, look what they've been doing to the Super Bowls. Same shit, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I know Super Bowl's a bit of a more of a it's, it's, it's more of a inclusive. Party, it's yeah, it's it's not really. A, I know what you mean, but yeah. See, to me though, what you just said about Thursday Night Football mm-hmm. and the fact that they're not putting on anything that guys are really into like that. Well, they did put a country guy in in the middle. Well, there you go. That's how they're doing it. They're mm-hmm. substituting it. No rock and metal. Not country, yet. Country. I have. I've, I'll put my money on. There ain't going to be any dude, not just yet, but not I think ever. there will be, I think there uh, will be at some that. point. It'll, it'll be, it'll be one of the retreads. It'll you be, remember, uh, you remember it'll Rock be Metallica. Special? It'll probably be Metallica because Metallica can't it's get not, the Super not Bowl big nod. enough. It's, it's not big enough. A Thursday night football game is not big enough for Metallica. They won't do that. No way. I'll bet you they would. They, dude, they uh, did. They did fucking last year. They did just Amazon broadcasts. Yeah, I don't think they'll do just a regular season football game. I just don't see that. It's got to be a big, big thing. Oh, maybe you know playoffs. I mean? 
You know, I wouldn't I mean, mind seeing rival sons or something doing it. Yeah, that'd be great. Be. I would well, love that. But they don't want rock and metal, man. Remember, we're supposed to grow out of this shit. Hollywood. Hey, man, you're the one that said it. no more doom and gloom. <laughs> I'm trying to be positive here. God damn it. <laughs> I, I, there, is, there is doom and gloom. There's no escaping it, man. <laughs> it's about working around the doom and gloom. It's about keeping it just, you know, I mean, ah, whatever. It is what it is. Just do what you want to do. Just just don't be cheap. Just buy something yeah. and go see something. That's support. Always BS. Support. Support. Bands. Support. Because if you don't like it, if you don't care about it, we do. And we want these bands to last, man. We That's really right. Do. We love the new music. We love the new bands. We keep putting them out there. And, uh, you know, that's what we do because, shit, you want to hear you want to hear an interview on Kiss and shit, go ahead and just put on your podcast. Type in Kiss. Yeah. You got about a million of them. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. go ahead, you know. <laughs> and with that said, I think we're going to wrap this up. So, yeah, All happy right. Thanksgiving, everybody. Yes. Thanks for tuning in again. And we'll see you next time here on Tremors.